0: So, guys, uh, welcome back to the Liquid Football Podcast. It's your old friends here on Monday Madness, lads. This is our, as it were, our go-home show for the the football season that is. Yeah, absolutely exciting.
1: Um,
2: Yeah, I was like, I was just, I was hoping like it would just be like a pure chat shit one, but now
0: it's next week. Next week, Neil. Yeah, some of the the
2: results now now. Um, have laid to waste my assertion that. The last couple of weeks would just be nothing but a continuous series of dead rubbers. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, this this Sunday, because we're recording this now on the Friday, this Sunday is going to be fucking pure box office. A lot of these matches are going to be box office.
3: You yeah. are. Conference League, here we come. Woo! <laughs> uh,
2: in all fairness, now, if we do get Conference League, that also means we get St. Totteringham's Day.
3: Yeah, I'm worried about the possibility yeah. of yeah. that. Yeah. So many
2: it. people are like, is it worth it? Is it worth it just to stop? <laughs> I won, but at what
0: cost?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Cosmics so, League. We're we'll going to be playing so yeah. the third best team in San Marino. <laughs>
3: <laughs> to be fair, they gave Ireland a good game.
2: Fucking hell. Don't yeah, yeah, on, hell yeah. Yeah. The good thing we're not going in, uh, anywhere north of Macedonia.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, it's, it, it, the european is although they call it eurovision but um because it's more or less the same thing but uh yeah it's it's a funny one isn't it so like um so i suppose for this podcast this is our as i said our kind of our our preview to the uh the, the thrilling finale of the premier league even though three teams have already been relegated man city's already champions united are still seconds but don't panic it's still the race for third, folks. We're still, we're still in it, like guys. And there's a race for for fifth, and there's a race for seventh. Is there a race for ninth? No, there isn't. Um, yeah, so, there's,
2: yeah. there's a race to escape ninth. Does that count? Like they're kind of running away from it, like it's Craggy Island.
0: Well, someone's bound to lose, so yeah, I suppose so. Uh,
2: <laughs>
0: Someone has to be ninth.
2: Yeah. Um, like when you get caught with the parcel and pass the parcel, you're like, oh,
0: that's it. Yeah, that's exactly that. If that's if that's not the European Conference League in a nutshell, I don't know what is. It's yeah. like
3: yeah. <laughs> Oh yay. You know, I've I'm... always wanted this plastic heap of shit. That's hooray. That's I also oh. I
0: always wanted eight extra games over my fixture list. I always <laughs> wanted them Thursdays. It's my been my dream since I was a little boy. And um, but yeah, so I suppose we, the best way to talk about it is obviously the league table is more or less settled. But the, the place that matters is third to ninth, let's say, unless Leeds somehow sneak in, but I don't think that's likely. And um, so obviously the two Manchester clubs are, are comfortably ahead, although Man United are trying their best to get dragged into these situations. Uh, but the point, but the places that matter are uh, third and fourth, which are currently uh, Chelsea and Liverpool, occupying fifth. Yes, Leicester are uh, are there in fifth, and um, there's four goals in the difference <laughs> between that. Hence, why Liverpool are there now, uh, and West Ham. Unfortunately, the dream is over. We, we will not be getting Mark Noble in Europe. Um, oh, we get him in the would...
2: Europa League.
0: Well, that's true. Yeah, I was going to say like the Mark Noble in the Champions League, because obviously with Brexit, they don't think he really wanted that anyway. Yeah, and, no, he, yeah. You know, at least at least if he's going in the Europa League, he's going to more like exotic. Parts of Europe, so maybe you might be more enticed. You know, I don't, it doesn't seem like, like places a where you'd
3: go on a stag do real cheap.
0: Do you know what? That's exactly it. It's a stag do league. That's what it is. Yeah. A, play, a place that can be
2: described entirely on alcohol prices. <laughs> how, how How is Hapoel Tel Aviv? Oh, 50p a pint
1: <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> 150
2: for a bottle of vodka. Does it have museums? Quite possibly.
1: <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what?
0: That would make the Europa League so much more exciting and interesting if you did just gauge the groups based on how much points you'd have in it. Like if you went, like, what's the what's the best Europa League group in that sense? You got Brussels, Prague, and what have we got there as well. You want to go somewhere complete? Oh, where uh, fucking Athens, Greece. Like there, there's your three, like, you've three wonderful, like, stag two areas that you'll have a play with policemen in. Like that's that's the green group for West Ham, isn't it? Like that's what you want. And yeah, Man
3: United wouldn't be able to travel to Athens, so surely with Maguire's pass. Yeah, no, I think like <laughs>
0: he's, he's burnt that particular uh, bridge, all right. Yeah, I mean, it's a fair point. I mean, what have the Romans ever done for us? But um, but either way, <laughs> um, so yeah, I suppose like we kind of hone in on the kind of battles that are. So obviously, there's like, a three way court, uh, the dogfight essentially. For Champions League football, like two has to, let's see, like, you know, three can't go into two. Um, and Liverpool have been perhaps a form team going into it, if you want to call it that. Um, and that's kind of got them into fourth. Like, I'm not going to lie, lads. It's been a fucking weird week for Liverpool. and as, as much as it's been a weird season for Liverpool. And like, this time last week, Alisson was scoring the winner for us against West Brom.
3: Yeah, that like, was bizarre.
0: Very uh, considering that, like we were, prob- we were probably bound to lose that match.
2: Considering how we oh, were you playing, absolutely should have. At the very least, West Rob should have scored more than one on you. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. It's just I think that goes to the, the way they contrived to just miss from most <laughs> obscene open goals. Like it was just <laughs> ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, there, there was almost a genuine. we not so comical. There was almost a genuine case for match match fixing. <laughs>
1: that's
2: how bad it was it's like oh my god he shanked it over from three yards he was actually in the gold net and he somehow missed how did this happen
0: <laughs> it's the yeah. one thing we didn't want to happen Yeah.
2: Um
3: what's this <laughs> Harry Redknapp's dog on the side of the pitch something's fishy
2: <laughs> it's always and fun when he shows up that's just you. it but like when it comes into it, like you absolutely have to win your last game because mm. Leicester, Leicester are desperate to win. They lost yeah. their last game, which they lost 2 to 1 to Chelsea.
0: Indeed, it was the crunch game.
2: That was a crunch game. And like, had they won that, you were dead, you were hosed. Um, but nope. the Chelsea have contrived to squeak one point ahead. And now Leicester have Spurs mm. uh, to play, and they will win that because um, I watched the extended highlights of their Aston Villa game. Ooh. And awful. Yeah, they were like,
0: terrible. They were really bad.
2: Like, I was listening to this on the, the second captain's podcast and Ken Ailey was just raving. He was like, I was actually impressed by how bad they were. Like, they were <laughs> truly awful. And they got in a uh, Jack brook because they had fans back for that match. That was the first time they had fans it was back. the first home game back, yeah. And they were booed off. A half time and full time, and he, he was saying there like after the first 10 minutes, like you know, like you he goes, they were cheering the players' names, like World Cup winning goals, you know, like um, it was just ridiculous. And then, like, the first 15 minutes were great, you know, I think. Um, did Bergwin score? Wasn't that Bergwin after
0: eight minutes? Yeah,
2: yeah, Bergwin scored, and you're like, yeah, but it's like it quickly became apparent after 15 minutes that Spurs were just going to play really abject. Um, <laughs> I was like Reulion's Yeah, yeah. Fucking
0: Master finish Like that was Van Persie-esque Into his own oh,
2: world Oh Old goal Like holy fuck Oh, I just felt sorry for him I really just felt sorry for. Him. Oh you didn't mean that Like, like Still the, like, <sighs> Jesus Like funnily enough though That wasn't even His worst mistake Because he gave away <laughs> The pass For the second goal Yeah Like <laughs> that That was a more Far more egregious error Like alright oh, I'm fine Like how many times Is a player going to Hit a ball like that you know to absolutely mm. top in it into his own net from 30 yards. like he could he could cross that ball in a hundred million more times and he'd never do it again. Yeah. But the unfortunate thing is that the ball that he lost or the, the wayward pass that he made to ship the second goal, oh he has done that before. Yes. lots of people on that Spurs team have done that before. <laughs> like that's the mistake that gets repeated often, and that's what's that that's so wrong about that. They were just yeah. terrible. And one of the things as well, Eddie like said, he said you would never seen a team get tackled so much. It's like it just seemed every time a Spurs player got the ball, they just got tackled. Right? Yeah, they just, they just couldn't get rid of the ball. They were just like, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, was you know just...
3: like those. Um... I I didn't watch the match, but like I did see like a highlights reel, and it just reminded me. Of, you know when like someone falls over on a trampoline and everyone starts jumping to stop them getting back up. <laughs> That's pretty much what Spurs playing that match was. It was like they were desperately trying to get back up onto their feet, but like no, no, they weren't.
1: I just, <laughs> it was mental image of like
0: John McGinn just like like jumping on like in Dumbelade, just going ha ha
2: ha. <laughs> so it was terrible, and then like did like they didn't tell anybody that they were coming back out for like a small lap of honour. So oh. the only people that were still there when they were doing that little final lap were the 500 <laughs> fans who worked themselves up into a complete tizzy, booing the living shit out of everything <laughs> and getting into fights with the fucking uh, porters.
1: <laughs> so that's who
2: Kane was giving his tearful goodbye to <laughs> was oh. a bunch of people screaming, Daniel Levy's a cunt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's going
2: on? Oh my god! Like, I wonder why uh, he's handling
0: a transfer request. eh? mystery to us all. I wonder why
2: yeah. he's oh. handed me a transfer request. I'm like, the handed into of all people, Daniel Levy. Like, fuck uh, off. We we
0: will we will get to that in uh, yeah. later on in the show because we, we we will be talking about that at length. But um, but yeah, like it's so, like as as we were saying there, so like the Champions League battle is essentially between those three clubs: Chelsea, Liverpool, and Leicester City. They all have their games, which we'll be talking about uh, shortly then obviously whoever loses out on that is going to be top uh, pick for the uh, Europa League. Now, thanks to Leicester City winning the Cup, um, which, uh, which we'll be discussing a little bit later as well, um, that means that the essentially the, the spots for European football is a lot more clearer. So since obviously City winning the, the Cup as well, that means that they uh, basically give that place back to the league. So essentially, 5th and 6th are going to Europa League and 7th is going to the new Conference League. So that's why we have these three little, like, and um, duels and loser goes to other place and um, battles. So, obviously, whoever's fifth and sixth, who are currently Leicester and West Ham, West Ham are essentially guaranteed the football at this point, unless something calamity happened, some calamitous happens. And um, over the last match day, they can still jump at like, du- like, lose out on actual um, on football, but on European football, but it'll be either Europe League or Conference League for them. So, they're guaranteed something at least. And um, as for Spurs, this is the interesting part now because. Uh, Spurs have a healthy goal difference on 59. Everton, not so much goal difference wise, but same points. And Arsenal, one point behind uh, both of them with like a moderate goal difference. And then there's Leeds well behind. Mathematically, could do it if everyone else shits the bed, but it's highly unlikely So they'll probably finish 10th. So, in a way, you've got like a tree like horse race for the one competition that no one really wants to be <laughs> in. It's a really weird race. Like, the, the is it possible that three teams both all want to lose this game? <laughs>
2: not really, because you see, like it's all for for everybody. It's all sweetened in a certain variety of ways. So, like, do Arsenal want the Conference League? No, not really. But if we win and get into the Conference League, that means we finish above Spurs. Yes. And if you're going to sweeten any Arsenal finishing deal, that's one hell of a cherry to put on top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know Fair. the cherry label um, saying Totteringham's Day. Get me in yeah. that,
3: like, like uh, we haven't had one of them since 2016.
2: 2016, it,
3: since yeah. um, oh my god, did I curse us?
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> the last time you came to a game. <laughs>
3: um, yeah. Um, I so yeah, so 2016, like, and um, like Arteta's last game as a player. Would he repeat that as last game as our manager? Ooh.
1: Oh, is it over?
3: Um, no, I don't think he's gone. Um, and I don't particularly want him to be gone. I don't mind him. I know there's a lot of people who are Arteta out, but I would absolutely take conference league football. Um, to have a Saint Ashwin come day. Um, you know I miss those celebrations. Um, and I
0: don't celebrate. I don't. I don't,
3: I don't. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't like. <laughs> I don't like out bottling the bottlers. Um, like in the last few years, like it's just not, it's not been it's not been fun watching us be shit, mm. but just being shit enough that they've just a bit like they've never comprehensively been like they've had their best seasons ever in the last six years and have only scraped by us having progressively worse years, <laughs> yeah. Um And yet they wear that as a badge of honor, uh, and i just wanna I want to rip that badge off them. I just want to, you know, and stick it in their eyes, and yes. um, yeah, that is. Uh, <laughs> that, um, badge I, like, all I, in
2: the eyes. Badge all in the eyes.
3: I don't particularly. I don't. <laughs> the Conference League. I genuinely thought when I first heard about this whole thing was kind of akin to the Euro Euro the mm. Super League thing, the Euro mm. Super League, and I was like, oh, that's not going to happen. And then I stopped paying attention to it because I was like, it's not going to happen. Um, and now I've only realized this week that it's a thing and it is happening. Um, and I've not looked any further into it other than the fact that I know some of the podcasts I listen to are a bit meh about it. Yeah. Um, and I, I tend to have similar opinions to these people who know what they're talking about. So I'm going to say it's probably going to be meh. Um, <laughs>
2: it's going to be meh. Like, I'm yeah, the, I'm finals, not gonna... the finals being held in Tirana mm, in Albania. I yeah.
3: I don't oh okay again i don't know where either of those two places are um it wasn't voldemort from there i don't know um <laughs> that's pretty much what i know um but yeah okay Well, it's gonna be a world class event then in well
1: voldemort it's so the whole man. point
0: of the <laughs> of uh, <Albania>. of the, <laughs> <laughs> the whole point of the competition and um, because like the idea of it is essentially it is you know you're already into into cup right it's a, sim- it's a similar gimmick to that, where essentially it's giving like European spots to leagues who don't normally get them. So, yeah, for yeah. example, um, like the lower-ranked league club-like
1: leagues. I know the
3: FAI are... have two slots yes. for it. Yeah, for,
1: that's because exactly. I know that
3: because Pats are currently in second. So, like, woo! Yeah. Conference League. So, I'm all for it. Like, I'm excited mm. for this. Pats winning in Albania. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Can't wait to
0: automatically go to Albania, Burkwa. You do understand. I don't that.
3: know. I don't know anything about this. I'm only I'm learning trying to about it as it we're you. talking. I'm I don't obsessed care Albanian, Jonathan.
0: <laughs> Fucking honestly, it's like Eurovision all over again. Look, the whole idea is that like the lower leagues get a spots and then literally like the likes of like Spain, Italy and, and England only have one. And it's literally just to keep those leagues happy because of the top six, like fixation. So that's why like seven places now go into
3: I actually don't think that's a bad idea. I don't think. Like, I think it's good for the, the, the lower leagues, like the leagues yeah, that don't no, get brilliant. the TV revenue and stuff. So, like, yeah, actually, fuck it, let's go win against St. Pat's in mm. Albania yeah. uh, with Voldemort in the stands. Maybe he's the ref. Don't know. Um.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be a long podcast, and um, so it's it's not it. As far as I know, I don't think there's any actual incentive to win in the competition. You know, look like how when like when the winners of the Europa League gets like Champions League qualification. I don't think there's any. Yeah, no, the the winner of the Conference League gets into the Europa League. Does it? Right. Yeah. Okay, that kind of makes sense then, because it's a stepwise system. So, yeah, yeah Arsenal, you got something to fight for. Go nuts! <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I suppose it is a good incentive in that in that way, because like I said, a, a small team like that can can get into a into a big competition so that's good um, so yeah in, in terms of that then so I suppose we'll the best way to kind of like discuss the final day is to look through the fixtures and le- let's chalk off the games that are dead rubbers so full Newcastle that's a dead rubber we don't need to talk about nah, that
3: no 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 it's not a dead rubber because our man <laughs> Joe Willock is going to score a hat trick
0: <laughs> to be fair like it's actually re- actually re- he's actually scored like six, go- go- six games in a six. row now which is insane yeah he's the, young- he's the youngest player ever to do that that's unbelievable but you know the thing is like he really suits that Newcastle team and like no one really wants to admit it like like this because there's no focal point in that team like midfielders are just going ah fuck it I'll try and score myself hey I did it you know it's 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 quite nice you know (laughs) but I
3: I I I, I don't know whether I did say it on here uh like on the podcast or not but um I am I, fairly sure I did. Like back in the early days of this season, I was mm-hmm. like, Joe Willock reminds me so much of Aaron Ramsey. The fact oh, that yeah, he really would cool. just arrive into the box at that right moment. And f- the only thing was, he, when he was in the, our, our squad, it was in that really, really, really horrible start of the season that we had, where we weren't creating any chances. Like the ball wasn't even making it into the box for him to arrive in onto. Um, mm-hmm. And He did quite well in the Europa League because we were playing that little bit of more attacking football, um, and I, I, I'm really glad because if, like, if we have a player that isn't going to cost us anything, mm. who can do that, who can, like, I would imagine, like, continue this run of form if he's given the opportunity to, with us, um, yeah, like, I would love to see him back at Arsenal. Um, and I feel like we could fit the style to him. Like, there's so, like, the likes of Tierney and Can't draw Cats, their crossing has been ace um, mm. well, when, tears, when Tierney's on, uh, I suppose. Uh, but, like, if we're getting those crosses in, there's him to follow up the crosses where we didn't, we weren't ha- crossing the ball at the start of the season when he was playing. So it's like, yeah, I feel like his style of play would suit us a bit more now. Um, but we've only developed that style of play since he's left and um, to go play at Newcastle but um yeah no um I I actually I don't like watching Newcastle and I don't really like Newcastle as a uh, Mike Ashley's association um, mm. but yeah I'm, I'm happy for him and I think um I, I like Fulham as well I have to say I do like them but I think it could be a good game I think it's going to be a game where both teams are like fuck it let's go out and have fun do you
0: know what that's the thing about these game- games because right. I'm I think I was seeing, like, I think I was watching, like, Sanhedrin Villa, and that was exactly the type Or it was Sanhedrin Palace. And I was like, okay, this game, like, has no significance at all. But do you know what? These two teams are having fun. So I was like, okay. I, I, good luck, lads. I'm enjoying this. I don't know. Does this have any significance? No, it doesn't. But you're, you're enjoying yourself. It That's what you're yeah,
3: yeah, it's it's robot.
0: Oh, okay. Give us a second. <laughs> right, I'll show you which is now.
3: Yeah, we can hear yeah. you
0: there. <laughs> yeah. So yes, you were saying about uh,
3: like, like you um, could have said like four sentences there, but it took three hours to get the first
2: four words
0: out. Brilliant. You you'll hear it back in the edit then. It'll be an exciting uh, something <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> back to it. But um, yeah, like I, I kind of see your point on Newcastle. Like it's um, they're a weird team to watch because they don't have much of a plan in defence. They actually have no plan up front. Because of that, like they're given a lot of free reign to do whatever the fuck they want. So like say Maximin can just run the ball and Willa can run the ball and everyone else can try and do whatever they want. So there's like real kind of like sense of organized chaos to it. Do you know what I mean? It's really funny.
1: Well, it's also it's
2: also they don't have much of a fucking midfield. So like it's obviously yeah. it's very clearly cool, the best midfielder at the club. Oh for sure. You know, I'm like yeah. who do they have who do they have in central midfield? They've got Shelby who can't run.
1: She
2: obviously yeah, frog? who runs a lot but isn't actually yeah. a midfielder.
1: Mm. And, and the long staff as
2: well.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they th- were great at the start of the season for like two games, and everyone like thought the sun sh- shone out of their eyes. No, they were and great
2: when they were scoring sp- goals against Manchester United. Like and yeah. um I'll great. happily admit to have hopped on that fucking bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no it was their Goals that nearly can nearly got fucking Ole sacked, but um, yeah, like he's, they've got nothing else. He might as well. Like it's very, it's probably very obvious when he trains with them that he's a cut above everybody else. Um, there was also a thing there where like he was leading the team. He's leading the team talks now, the team motivational speeches as well. You mm. know, under all like he's a twenty-one-year-old knee that we only got in January. Like, why is he leading the team motivational <laughs> spot, spots? like, And the funny thing is, like, he's doing that as well in the press. You know, he's going to the the press conferences and going, yeah, look, this team is far better than the position. Like, it, it's, it's just this season. That's why we're in 15th. Like, any other season, they'd be a lot higher. This team is so much better than this. And then they've got their own manager, Steve Bruce, going, yeah, we're fucking shit
1: don't
2: leave yeah exactly that's the thing like you're just like fucking you're being undercut by your own manager who lo- who apparently wants to keep you and love you it was like why the fuck would you stay there but uh, yeah Bruce doesn't like Bruce clearly doesn't have much of a clue what he's doing <laughs> so yeah it's, it's it's been an absolute charm of a season for them mm. I think if they win there is someone like that hang on a minute if they win this next game, they'll have gotten over forty-five points, which in the last ten years they've only done three times. Yeah, <laughs> it's Newcastle way. They just do enough. That, that's this is what they do. It's Just enough to survive. Oh, but it's just it, It's shocking, but yeah, yeah, like that's that's gonna be hilarious. And watching Joe Willock slam in the seventh, eighth, and ninth goal of the season in <laughs> the seventh Did game uh, is, is gonna be fucking. <laughs> it's gonna be fucking delightful. It'll be good for yeah. fantasy points. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, well, um, and and I just checked where...
3: my team that I did take him out. I'm a fucking raging.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I missed on both the Lingard and Willick trains. So it's like, yeah, I just see the way. i fuck that.
2: I haven't um, fucking looked at my FF F- F- team in ages. It's like a fucking Tamagotchi from the year 2000. <laughs> <laughs> just left it there to die on its own in a pile of its own shit. <laughs> I didn't thing.
3: even task my dad a checking on it while I was in school
2: no forget about it it's, it's you still complaining about your gardening yep <laughs> <Begab> <laughs> oh that's oh, it right. a salty response to that you know, there
1: there
0: oh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get that rake lads here we fucking go <laughs> <laughs>
1: let's
0: get that raw nerve so yeah I suppose well, another one of the dead robbers will be uh, Leeds versus West Brom. The passion of Big Sam as he goes up against another footballing uh, uh, Jesus that is Marcelo Bielsa. I mean, as culture wars in football go, Neil, does it not get any bigger than Big Sam versus Marcelo
2: Bielsa? Yeah, it's like pure culture versus no culture. Yes, so, that's
3: exactly what it means. it's
2: chewing gum versus bucket. So, like, Ooh, I like that. With, with with Big Sam, you've got quite possibly one of the most dour negative bastards <laughs> to ever be in the sport ever, mm. um, which we will get onto because he is your cod later on. so. And in Bielsa, we've got probably the only guy that Pep Guardiola is happy to lose to.
0: Yes. <laughs> the <special laughs> so, messiah of like modern, like pressing football.
2: Exactly. Um, it was mad actually. The Athletic did a huge, uh, Article on their running stats. I was
0: thinking, You're, I was, I was going
2: to mention this myself. Yeah, seeing their running stats, like, holy yeah. fuck, like, <laughs> you, wow! If they were only just really, really good at what they did, <laughs>
1: like,
3: they fucking. I feel this relates into what Karen Carney said, which was they will like run out of steam because of all of the running that they do,
1: yeah. and
3: like. But she, she meant that in terms of she, they do so much running
1: mm.
3: and they're eventually going to tire and there'll be muscle strains. But also, if you're running at that high intensity, your touch and control better be on point.
1: Yeah. yeah. Or
3: all of that is useless, which it's kind of what's happening with them.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it is
0: the kind of thing, Like because you have to rely on the likes of Jack Harrison and the like whose first touches are immense anyway. And mm. like Rafinha looks great because he's always constantly rib- ribbing on the ball and the full box look great because they're always laid into the box. Like some of it is by design but some of it is just because they've just put so much energy into a game. And like that's why also like most of their like sub venture are all like 17 17- and 18 year old like prodigies because like, oh we can burn these up and, and then use them as subs. It's grand. Like we yeah. don't need extra first teamers, you know. We can just burn these fellas up. And yeah, like it, it is the kind of thing.
1: <laughs> but
2: yeah, um, but the problem is is that like it's not much They the reason why Leeds aren't hired and the, the reason why they're probably going to finish 10th t- it's just what Burkbot said it's like they're touching control they're just not, they don't really have that elite level of play like when other teams have matched their intensity they've mm. stomped Leeds so, like Manchester United did that and ran over them 6-2 yes you know uh, Chelsea did it when they mauled them 3-1 uh, so on and so forth so like you know the, the all out attack and running only counts for so much. Like there is the whole other part part of the game. Like you can't go full Kevin Keegan's new. There's a reason why nobody's doing <laughs> the Kevin Keegan Newcastle thing anymore, or ever since because yes, yeah, it's unsustainable. Like horrifically unsustainable. It's not even mm-hmm. survivable. over a season. Yeah, so that's that's just it but yeah no I'm mean, like out of all the dead rubbers that's probably actually going to be the most fun to watch I will admit I hope so I hope Big hope
1: like,
3: Sam I'm gonna you know what would make that the most interesting game is if like Big Sam goes over and kicks the bucket from under Bielsa
2: <laughs> then and, and spits spit some
3: chewing gum in his eyes like yeah, take man. that motherfucker
2: yeah but like Bielsa intercepts the chewing gum mid headbutt and smashes <laughs> it in the Big Sam's fucking nose yeah, of course, Sam he also doesn't Sam, do anything. He just inquires,
3: please draw this
2: absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, Big Sam needs surgery to get the chewing gum removed off the surface of his brain. Excellent! <laughs> you know, like, he, he wasn't even a fight
0: back, he just appointed Big Sam, and like a oh, horde of
2: Yorkshiremen just like just charge. Big Sam. <laughs> yeah, they they call that they come at, they come at Big Sam like the Ghost Army and Lord of the Rings. Yes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and after after they're done destroying West Brom, he's like, I release you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> go and rest.
2: And they all go and fucking, you know, die in their pork pies and gravy. That's it. There <laughs> we have defeated the last great one.
0: My job is complete. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, again, some more of the dead rubbers. You've got Sheffield versus Burnley. Ugh. There's nothing to that game, really, unfortunately. Oh, no, that I is like. So you Know, I'd be surprised if the players show up for that. <laughs> Who knows? It's not even being televised, like should trying to prove the point, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and then the other one as well uh, Wolves versus Man United, Nuno you know, Santos, uh, last game as was announced today. Bit of surprise, mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say. We've got a lot of,
1: mm. a lot of
0: changes, uh, next season, lads. It's quite interesting, and uh, we might
1: changes.
0: We talk about the next time out, but um, I suppose to the matches that matter then as a war, so let's uh, let's jump into the conference league race, shall we? So we've got The match that matter is the Arsenal. Arsenal versus Brighton. You've got Leicester versus Spurs. And you've got Man City versus Everton. So, like, some of those matches are not going well for Spurs and Everton, I think we can say. But for Arsenal, you kind of have to win this game, lads, to be honest. Well, you do
2: have to, but we're actually doing pretty well. We've won four on the bounce for the first time this season. Mm -hmm. This will make a five on the trot. What a way to pull it out, lads. Um, We're we're scoring quite a, a bit. Yeah. uh Brighton are going to be without six first teamers. Mm-hmm. So it's all set up for Arsenal to lose. Fantastic. Yep. No one wants <laughs> to be in the Conference League. <laughs> um as I said before, Leicester are going to beat Spurs. Mm. Um Spurs are object. They're to use medical parlance, they're circling the drain. Um yeah. they're the most indebted club now on the planet due to the stadium debt. So All <laughs> oh, he
3: wanted was a bit of
2: cheese
3: I cheese
0: and some own, own
2: micro-brewed Oh no they got rid of the micro-brewery they? They, they split in the
0: micro it didn't last long They just couldn't yeah. be the rascals
2: <laughs> um, So yeah So He got this huge giant stadium And uh, they've got no fucking managers uh, And they pretty soon won't have any fucking players <laughs> it's, <laughs> no, not, it's not going well No again, it's not as as I kind of see it,
0: I can see them easily finishing ninth. Like that's that's kind of the way it's looking. It's at least at seven, it's eight or ninth. So they're not oh, looking they're at Just
3: knowing Ireland, we'll lose to Brighton and they'll like trounce Leicester in a fuck you to us, yeah. and just avoid the Saint Tafferings day.
1: Tense. tell like,
0: like I, well as much as Neil's point. Like even I've seen some Spurs play in the last few get few days and. That, as a, it's not following on Mason because like it's very hard for him to kind of like try and bet anything in in this early time. Like they were okay against Southampton, but it was a case of like Southampton beat Southampton as it were as it was Spurs. But the game, the games after that, then they were really really bad. Like it goes, yeah. it's,
1: it's really
0: like there was no real play. And like, a lot of the, I, wanted... as
3: much as I and we will talk about this, like Kane gets your goals. As much as I dislike him as a person, as an entity. I can't deny he gets you goals. Um, <laughs> but like, if they didn't have him, they would be relegation father. Like that team is shocking. Mm.
1: Yeah. like that's
3: a... I, I'm sure someone has done the stats out there. Like without Son and without Kane, where would Spurs be? I think um, someone
0: did check this. I think their top score outside of those two is either Heiberg or uh, Mora, and it's three goals. I think it's, yeah. it's in Dombele. It's in Dombele. That's where it is. All right. Three goals.
1: Jose's yet. favorite in Mora,
2: Yeah. Yeah. But but um, Mora's yeah they're, sure they're,
1: they're,
2: no, they're just terrible. They're really, really bad. Um, and they're going to lose because the Leicester desperately need to win that game.
1: Yeah. They really
2: Leicester absolutely, if Leicester do not win that game, like a draw doesn't help them. Mm. If they want to get into the Champions League, they have to win the game. Yeah, for sure. The rest rest is out of our hands, unfortunately, for Leicester because they absolutely screwed the pooch against uh, Chelsea Mm. and And. in other points of the season. So yeah, they they absolutely have to win and they're going to go, they're going to look at the last game and they're going to, I go, these fuckers are here for the Taken. And they're going to put them to the sword. They're like, lads, you want to have Champions League? Go, you have to go out and stuff one of the more abject Spurs teams that's existed in a while. And they're going to yeah. fucking do it. For sure. I don't see anything other than a lesser win. I really, really don't. It, me, me I, I'm agreeing with that as well.
0: I think like Leicester have actually to fight for, whereas with Spurs, they just don't have any fight left. So that's the way I look at it as well. Um. Like, uh, and the other game in this kind of in this subset would be Man City versus Everton like I can see Everton getting a result but like it's like City are on the plane in a sense so like they're like they're lifting the trophy after this they don't really give a shit like so I mean if Everton really wants 7 they can get it if they want to Um, but honestly I don't see them really getting uh, I don't anything. see
2: I don't wow. see who, I, I slightly disagree with that because I see I think a lot of the City players will be seeing that Everton game but this is how people. Uh, this is how I would if I was Pep I was like you want to in the Champions League final here you go here's mm-hmm. your audition here's a debut yeah, yeah I, got that.
0: I got that you know yeah. that's that's,
2: a, that's what you point do point. and like if you're like oh we have to play against Everson and if I do really well against Everson I get into a Champions League final I'm going to cut these fuckers to shreds <laughs> these guys aren't even here they're ethereal <laughs> uh, you know like <laughs> they are quite literally it's pointless theory. <laughs> Literally, like you know, why is Everton is something we have asked ourselves quite a lot. Quite a quite a lot, yes, indeed. And um, that's it. I, again, I don't see Everton winning that, you know, which is what makes you know our situ- our situation so fucking infuriating. Considering this lovely easy fucking run and we had, mm. um, it's just like if we just turned one of the numerous fucking draws we've got uh, into it would a, win, be a problem, yeah, like. We'd easily, I I reckon we'd definitely, like, I've gone back and looked at the November and December that we had, which were just travesty crimes against football. Mm. And it's like, that's where all the damage was done. It's like, yeah, actually, funny enough, I I read there somewhere that we've been since, since the start, since in 2021, we've actually been the second form team in the league. The only team is taken more. The only team that's taken more points from the game since the start of the year has been City. Mm. That sounds about right, because like,
0: like it's kind of coincided with everyone else dropping off a little bit as well, because okay. we had a horrible start to the season. Chelsea were changing manager, United were, and everyone else was all fighting on different fronts. Oof. So like, yeah, that kind of does make sense, just because like everyone else's levels had just dropped after, the,
2: after Christmas. You, oh, know? you read this? Aguero's going to Barcelona. Two-year contract, yeah, great. Two year, two year contract He's going to Barcelona <laughs> For free he's not, They're not paying him anything
0: <laughs> You to and Eric Garcia are oh. busking
2: their wages And apparently uh, Apparently Barcelona are getting Memphis Depay as well Of course they are Of course they are. Yeah. Yeah, so Whatever <laughs> I believe that um, well, no, his, his, his contract's up at Leon as well It is yeah
0: Yeah No uh, Coleman That was top of his Coleman's list For recruitment yeah. to Depay
2: And uh, yeah Depay's already Apparently Depay's already told his lawyers He wants to go you want, to, yeah. you want to go to, to Spain? I, I don't know if you've seen like Barca's uh, forward options, but yeah, there's a spot for him
0: there. I mean, like Martin <laughs> Braithwaite isn't going to last forever, lads, you know? like he, Really? Yeah.
3: A top class talent?
0: Yeah. Martin <laughs> Braithwaite. I superpower. definitely
3: remembered his name when you were like about to say it. I was like, oh, I know what he was going to say but I can't think of his name. I definitely remembered his name.
0: <laughs> the guy who used to play for Middlesbrough yes
2: Martin Braithwaite <laughs> of course no 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 the guy who flocked does, at Middlesbrough
3: does Aguero think he's joining <laughs> the women's team <laughs>
2: yeah
0: exactly do you know what I'll let him discover that for himself I think it'll be a nice surprise <laughs> it'll be a nice surprise um, but yeah so that's fair enough uh, again so we, we kind of mentioned the, the leicester Spurs game that kind of like uh, ties in with the West Ham Southampton game which is the, the scrap for the Europa League West Ham just basically have to win this and you don't get dragged into seventh, essentially. Or even draw it. I think that that would probably be enough.
2: Yeah, a draw guess- a draw will do it for West Ham. they yeah, uh, so- their win against West Brom. Mm.
1: Um
2: all but sealed it. All but sealed it. Even, even though like they gave us the faint disclaimer, because it's the hope that kills you. And they gave us the faint disclaimer of hope by going one nil down in that game. Uh before rallying back to absolutely what Bromby three one. Um, uh, hey, do you know what that provides us with? One of the saltiest post match interviews from Big Fat Sam, which I'll the Exactly. So, um,
1: yeah, so
2: yeah.
3: salty, my dad's not allowed to have it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah. That shows you it's bad, isn't it? And um, so, yeah, in terms of that, then, so, uh, Denver, in terms of the Champions League race, obviously, we, we, we reckon that's it's gonna win. But the two other matches in that group then would be uh, Leicester or Liverpool versus Crystal Palace, which is their first uh, Anfield game back with fans. And then uh interestingly enough, a- Chelsea um, traveling to uh, Aston Villa, which um which is which I think is a very interesting game. And um, so like from what I like obviously it's it's Hodgson's last game with Crystal Palace, so I would assume um Palace would be up for it, but again, it's hard to say. The mood could be very different in that. Um, they weren't much.
3: Isn't um managers. like they're a really good player? Like Eze is or Ize, I can't, I, Eze Eze? You know. Yeah.
0: Now that, that's he, a he's out injured. Yeah, he's he's torn his his Achilles is completely gone, so he's probably out for the year. which wow. um, Which is a bit of a sh- it's a, it's a it's a real shame for for Palace in particular because I like obviously with Hodgson going they probably wanted to get someone a bit more intrepid in, and having Eze who was essentially their only playmaker if you want to if you don't count Zaha in that category. And yeah, that's a kick in the fucking balls. Like, like like how do you entice a manager in knowing oh our like our rest, our number 10 is gone, so you're gonna have to replace him first and then get back on to like whatever else
2: you want to do squad build-wise. So and you'll have like no money. Exactly. That's the other <laughs> problem, too. Uh, the, guy so, you could, the guy you could sell off for lots of money has ripped his Achilles into like two different time zones. and even
3: though Roy said he's gone there's that owl who's constantly following us around so you're (laughs) going to have to deal with that as well
0: (laughs) I love Uh, that no you know in in a weird way there is something quite um, I can see from like Hodgson's point of view how romantic it would be for his Palace team to romp up to Anfield and ruin like Liverpool's day and get to the Europa League football I can see that in his mind I don't think he's that malicious to be honest I really don't but it would be nice because let's face, it, I think he is retiring after this game. Game. I can't see him taking any other jobs, at least in the Premier League. No,
3: he, I think he said he's retiring.
0: He he, did, he hasn't though. He has, he hasn't actually like. Yeah, it's, it.
2: weird, it's weird. It's kind of a double weird double speak. He says he's retiring, but then turns around and says, "Oh, I definitely have the energy to continue on with this job." I was like, "Then do so." <laughs> like, you I like think you're, you're the manager playing. of the team.
3: I don't know. Maybe he's looking for a step, you know, across. Well, the WSL. There's lots of vacancies. Pretty much,
2: yeah. But well, he's a um, actually that
3: would be an amazing like oh, yeah. asset to have in the WSL.
2: Roy, Hod- Roy Hodgson, yeah. 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 Well, he's he, he's a Palace boyhood fan. That's why I'm surprised that he's even leaving. If he's going to continue on in football, because he's always supported Palace. he, he was a like, since he was a child, so I get the feeling he's been pushed out a little bit.
0: I I I feel like the likes of Simon Jordan, they want to get someone in like Frank Lampard and make themselves. Actually, both. here
2: funnily enough, here I wanted to ask you as a question. I don't know if the time or place for it about Nuno Sancho Nuno at Bull. Hmm. Do you reckon he's pushed or he wants to go?
1: I think Ooh. he wants to go.
0: I think that like, a lot of people have been I, making this kind of point, and uh We haven't spoken about Wolves a lot this season and it's kind of for for a good reason. They've
2: been terrible. (laughs)
3: Because I keep forgetting.
2: (laughs) I was about to say. I was actually going to go with her one. I was like, like, yeah, because she doesn't know who the fuck they are. She definitely (laughs) definitely won't next season that a buffer they're going to be back in it. Oh, don't don't say that to her. I was going to keep a surprise. No.
1: What? It's (laughs) happening again.
2: Fuck, man. Come
0: on. Don't fucking leave. uh, Get your ass back here.
3: I recently um, found my Watford versus Wolves um, cheat sheet. Yes. Um,
0: We're going to have to do it again now for next season. Do you realize that? Yeah, yeah.
3: I think you do, yeah.
0: updated for 2022. Yeah. <laughs> and boy, with Watford, it does need updating. <laughs> that should get out of date in three months. But um, but yeah, like to answer that question about because again, we haven't spoken about Wolves because there hasn't been anything to talk about. They have had such a banal season they've had and obviously a lot of it has some of it has to do with Raul Jimenez and obviously his horrible uh, head injury
1: but so, out,
0: even without that right like they have not their team is really really stale and it's really static the way they play is very slow and laborious it's tedious and um, and they don't have a focal point they like Fabio Silva has not has not been
3: it's because they greased up Triore too much <laughs> He can't control the ball anymore. It just slips off him.
0: Um, Arm grease. The weird thing is, like him and Podens and Neto should have been ripping up this league. Like in theory, if you were to go by how they were last season.
3: I think Podents only had like one good game, which was against us.
0: Yeah. And Neto's the same. Neto did not have had no form. Triori had no form all season. Now I don't know if it's because again
2: Triori I think think if there's one thing you can say Triori's
0: got it's a form. (laughs) 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 Okay. In the footballing sense, Neil—not <laughs> <laughs> in the grease me up woman sense—but um, the thing is, like, I think the I think a lot of, perhaps Wolves are looking at it thinking we need to go for a, a more attacking coach. Like the pragmatism is starting to rub off on the team because you're looking at Neves and Boutinho and they've barely moved, and they've not the the back three are static, and the fullbacks are not there either, and. Um, so yeah, I think they. I think they just decided let us just, just try the whole game plan and get someone new in. Who's the lad that me?
3: Liverpool bought off them?
0: Uh, uh, Kiana Hoover.
3: No, didn't, didn't Liverpool buy like a lad from them? And he's. Oh,
0: no? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, yeah. They never. Rep-
3: they never replaced him.
0: Oh, definitely not. No, Sim- the, simple the as. Yeah, which is crazy. Uh. Yeah. No, I I see your point. I think a lot of it has. To, I think he was. I think he wanted to leave. I'd say he might have a different gig, like on the continent. But I think, really, I think Wolves wanted to go in a different direction. I think it's the same with Palace as well. He they wanted, he wanted, to, wanted
3: the, to reunite with Matt Dardy at Spurs. <laughs> you no,
0: know that isn't entirely possible. Like that, it's really fucking likely, and it's it's ridiculous to think that because to be honest, if I'm given a choice between Wolves and Spurs, I'm going to pick Wolves. Like that, that team has got something. Spurs don't. In reality, speaking, right? yeah, wolves we'll, we'll...
3: have a trophy.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. They've also got like a shit-hot like series of youngsters coming through. Yeah, um, the squad against Brighton had six teenagers in it, Uh mm-hmm. three of them in the starting lineup. Um, so yeah, like they're they're bloody in huge amounts of youngsters. Got some shit-hot little kid called Fabio Silva. Um, mm. yeah, that he... twi- he's a
3: twig of a thing, but he's really good
2: he's ripping it up, you know, Uh like Neto is considered an old timer at 21. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's God, like, uh, I suppose, suppose, they're probably going to go a heavily youth orientated coach next, you know? I assume so. Now, like, is, uh, is there a Portuguese coach going that's, yes,
0: that's there that. is, actually, there's several, um, as is often the case. Uh, you can go for Paulo Francesca, <laughs> who is the, uh, who's been a long time Shakhtar boss, and is an odd like, perpetually linked with like uh with Premier League teams you've got Vitor Pereira who was uh formerly at Porto I think before Sergio Cuenzo took the job and um, he's also been linked as well you wanted to go for another shithouse in the league I think the one that they're going for is the Benfica the former Benfica boss whose name um temporarily escapes and I think it's Leva I think it is L E B A. And um, he's a quite yeah, I think he's got a bit of a youth... Po- he's got, a, obviously, a, a strong youth policy in him. So he's been the... Like, but the question... I, I was going wait, to uh, wait until next week to ask this question, but I reckon, and can't be silly here, I think the next Wolves manager is going to be Rafa Benitez.
2: Ooh, there's a hot take. Get a salt bake if up on this motherfucker. I'll,
0: I'll tell you it. why. Because look at that team and tell me that's not a Rafa Benitez team. Yeah, Rafa's such, such,
2: yeah. such a good coach. Like you could you could look at any kind of, like you looked at the Dregs the Newcastle team that you had, and that was a Rafa team. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, the, he's such a he's a good coach. You look at any set of players and go, Rafa could do something with them. Like again,
0: but imagine like in a in a Rafa system, which is the the four-five one, like if everything's going to Jimenez, you've got those like wingers pumping balls into him. You've got the fullbacks there as well. If he gets two good fullbacks in, and um, He's already got the defenders. He's already got the midfield, and the goalkeeper is solid. The spine is already there. Just someone has to come in and give them that like structure, and Rafa does that. So, like, if, uh, if he's I know Wolves Portuguese. Have, this is the thing, Wolves do have the Portuguese DNA. They want to go for Portuguese coaches, but if they're smart, they go for Rafa because like he's on the market, like, and he can do it. If you want to, if this Wolves project is serious, Rafa's your man. Easily get you into the top half again, easy.
3: But um, I I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree at all. I think that's a great shout um, I don't,
2: Well, I don't disagree that he would do a good job. I don't think he will take the job though. No.
3: Yeah. 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 It, that
2: that's my question, point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I don't again. He's not. He's really not. He's really not Portuguese, and I think we really underestimate the sheer hold that Jorge Mendes has over that team. Yeah. The hierarchy, the club, in virtually every part of it. You know. Mm. no I understand that I understand that
0: that's why I think like a lot of even a lot of his like the coaches on his payroll are the ones being linked as well so it's not really a surprise in that sense but again uh, like it's a it's a fascinating prospect at least because I don't think he's like I don't think he's linked with any other jobs in the Premier League either so it'll be that or nothing Um,
3: (gasps) Rafa Benitez to the WSL
0: now that's that's cheating that's just fucking like you can't. Rafa Benitez
3: to take Liverpool back up to the WSL one.
0: Mm-hmm. Ooh. He would go in fairness. He would do it. He he would give it a go if Matt Beard wasn't there already.
1: <laughs> yeah. See, Al Beard.
0: <laughs> but um. Anyway. I
1: forgot. But, yeah. I yeah.
0: The, the, the last game to talk about then will be Villa Chelsea. Do we send an update update upset here are Chelsea in trouble here with this game? I think
2: Villa um, Villa will give it a go, but I don't think. Again, Chelsea need to win. Mm. You know, like there, there is still a likelihood that they could drop in the fifth. And, yeah. Um. There was a Swiss ramble tweet uh, there that like if they miss out on Champions League, that'll blow like a fucking eighty million pound hole into their finances. Mm. Uh, which isn't good when you've just spunked a quarter of a billion up the wall
1: <laughs> in the summer. Yes.
2: And spent a huge amount hiring a brand spanking shiny new German coach. Um so yeah, they they need like Champions League football. They're gonna even though they have a champion the Champions League final mm. coming up, um as Arsenal have routinely shown, can't put all your eggs in one basket. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I I see them going for it. because if, yeah. if they win they're guaranteed Champions League. You know, and it, it, it's it's going to be much easier to beat Villa than it is to beat City, who are going to be fucking foaming at the mouth for the Champions League trophy. Sure. Yeah. And Pep will literally, like, be fucking chewing his tongue out of his mouth. Like, he's going to be gurning like he's just double-dropped with the baseline <laughs> in a fucking German nightclub. Like, he is going...
0: Yorks with him and Valera
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's going to be gurning on that. Can you imagine? Like he's going to be literally climbing the air. He's going to be in such a heightened state. Um, because like this is his holy. This is quite literally his holy grail. The whole reason he's gone to City. The whole reason he does anything. He did anything with Bayern Munich. The whole reason, anything he did, was the Champions League trophy, mm. and now he's into the final. He, he like he has to do it. He will literally okay. be like cattle prodding his fucking players onto the pitch.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: And uh, that's So Chelsea are like, well, it's either them or a villa team that are probably gonna show up in their flip-flops. Which is easier to be. I
1: mean, <laughs> like,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair point, fair point. Like that, that's that's the interesting that's the intriguing part because I think I I think one team is going to slip up. I'm just not sure which one. That's the thing like Yeah, I no, that's it, it, that's it. I'm,
2: I'm just saying like like that city team is going to be like they're going to be like doing lines of pre-workout post before that match. Yes. Like that's how much they're going to be up for this like they, like if any of the, if any of those players fart they're going to go out of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be in such an adrenalized state. It's it's going to be mental. So, yes. you know, Tuchel's going to be like look, beat these Villa cunts. They've got nothing to play for, quite literally. Even if the Villa win, they're not going to go up a spot. Even if everybody hmm. above them lose, <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> they're rooted to where they are. They've got they have literally nothing to play for. You know? I don't know.
3: Like They've bottled it already so far this season. I don't know. And Villa do have... Firepower, we've seen that ourselves. They are very good counter-attacking
0: That's the thing. They
1: are very, um, they are very. I I
3: don't know if they're going to have Grealish in the team, but I don't think they necessarily need him. Um, I think Villa are very capable of beating Chelsea this weekend. Oh, I if there's going to be an upset, I'm going to call it that. It's going to be Villa beating Chelsea.
0: I think it's that's the most likeliest. I think out of the trade Like I, I can't I can't really see Palace beating Liverpool at home with the home crowd back, and Liverpool feral to win. And likewise with Leicester going up against a very sorry Spurs side. The only one I could think being a, a, a banana slip is like Chelsea Villa to me. Then again, I could be yes. wrong. And fucking Benteke scores a hat trick and makes it all look like, like fucking...
3: Martinez is not going to let them into the Champions League willy-nilly. That's another part of it as
0: well. Like, if he's on a fucking mad one, like, on Sunday, like, good luck to you. Like, he's been the best keeper this season. Timo
3: Werner versus Emmy Martinez. I know who my money would be on.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Or they'll go for penalties. Do you know like who's do you know who's Chelsea's top scorer this season is?
2: Kante or or True Jorginho, isn't
0: it? No, it's Jorginho. Uh, yeah it's Jorginho, yeah. He's got seven goals all from the penalty spot.
2: Yeah.
0: He's Chelsea's top scorer this season. And no. how
3: much do they spend on
2: Werner? Too much, Burkba. Too much. Sixty <laughs> to five million or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, okay, about fifty-three, fifty-three million. 53 million. He was the and that's in point. that's in this massively depressed market. Like, mm. had it not been for the plague hitting, he'd have cost easily 80. Yeah, and let's
0: not forget Havertz for 70 as well. So, yeah, yeah. a lot of money going around. So, yeah, as well, didn't they get Zyek as well? They, they got their fairly cheap, like for his market price, about 30. Yeah. But it's, yeah, so it's it's they got they kind of got a bit of a bargain with him, all things considered, but uh. In any case, so um, so yeah, that's what we think. How we think the last season, last uh, match day is going to go. There is another last match day going on. And that's for VAR wars, um, we haven't touched <laughs> this in a couple of weeks. European Super League shenanigans. So I'll let you know how things are going. Um, we definitely have a loser for the VAR wars, and that's Liverpool. And <laughs> um, I'm going to say
3: that's that's us. That's everyone.
0: <laughs> yeah, so have, so, oh, like from the league-wise, everyone has lost. I'm yeah. literally looking at the list now. Only three teams are positive for VAR wars here, and um, so Liverpool are currently on a score of minus eight for VAR wars, um, mm. and I could be wrong, but I'm fairly sure they haven't gained anything from VAR this season according to my own kind of criteria here. And um, other big losers from VAR wars, uh, West Brom are currently minus five, and um, they went three weeks in a row with a VAR like this VAR point against them, which is cruel. And um, Aston Villa, a late rival as well, minus five to them. And uh, if you want to feel more agreements about the season, Arsenal are on minus four, along with Wolves. So those are your biggest losers from Barres this season. The only winners <laughs> of Baris so far is Everton on one, Crystal Palace on two, and our current leaders are Burnley on three points.
1: So yes, Burnley, right? you might
0: actually win something this season. How about that? <laughs> um, so there you go. Uh, the other thing that we're going to wrap up uh, tonight is the P45 crew because uh, we essentially have two winners of the P45 crew we'll have to discuss amongst us. So uh, I'm not going to go through all their sackings because there have been quite a lot since the last time we spoke. A lot of them are in the Football League, so I won't go through them all. Obviously, the most like, uh, like prevalent of them all was the Jose Mourinho sacking. That was, uh, that was obviously uh, a bit of a surprise for us all, but they, everyone would have got the point for that. In that time, though, two teams did get, um, one team did manage to get two kills in League Two, and that was Morecambe. They managed to get, uh, they were, uh, as it were, responsible for the dismissals of both the South End United boss and the Trap, the, uh, begging pardon, bear with, uh, Southend and, uh, was it Forest Green? Could be. I have to double check that. Either way, they are on three kills along with Fleetwood Tower. So Fleetwood Town, if you remember from the last season, we counted them as three kills yeah. because Joey Barton got the sack. So uh, I'll put it to his team: Who do you think should be the P45 proved this season? So we have Fleetwood Town, who um, had Joey Barton dismissed himself, or Markham, who have actually had three sacks to their name this season.
3: Ooh,
2: I go with Markham. Fuck it, Markham. Yeah,
3: yeah. Let's go with okay. that. If that. Yeah. If not, I would suggest Aston Villa ladies. Yeah, they sacked two of their own managers this week. So. <laughs> <That's>,
0: yeah. <laughs> they have done that, haven't they?
3: They're on two kills. But like...
2: <laughs> what good is a bulletproof vest when the bullet comes from... They've within. shot
3: ah. both feet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's fine. So, yeah, Morecambe, you are this season's P-45 crew, uh, courtesy of your kills <laughs> against Tranmere Rovers... Southend United and uh, Fleetwood Town so well done to you guys Um, so yeah Uh, actually it was AFC Barrow that's what I was thinking of so of course how can I not forget AFC Barrow (laughs) silly of me Um, so um, so with that in mind lads uh, I suppose the next thing to talk about had been cup finals we have some that's happened and some that will be happening Uh, the FA Cup final was perhaps first in that list Uh, Chelsea versus Leicester did we enjoy the game I certainly did I did not watch it did you not Oh dear! No,
3: I was watching the Women's Champions League,
0: which we were going to get to in a minute. So we're going to link to it. I
3: know, but I think it should have hit top billing. It was the first thing to happened.
0: Fuck. Well, anyway, and <laughs> um, so uh, obviously, uh, do you know what? I'm general I, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I'm genuinely happy that
2: Leicester have won the FA Cup. Like I'm actually happy for them to. Have won I'm, I'm more happy that Chelsea didn't win
3: it. Yeah, I'm more happy about that. I have not watched any highlights. Kind of the only <laughs> thing I've seen from this game is the Leicester dressing room throwing the um Chelsea pendant. pendant. Um oh,
0: a there
2: was there was it was rows about that. <laughs> so much salt.
3: Like wow. yeah no I I <laughs> Chelsea losing two big finals in that weekend was just mm, lovely. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I was, I was, within 24 hours in fairness. Yeah. So, you no, know, like out. Roman
3: Abramovich, I think was at Boat Games, and it's like, ha ha.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a sad one. But um, but yeah, and be yeah, fair with, it, with with this actually the game itself, I don't think was that good. Like quality wise, it was a very tense affair. But man, the goal was fucking cup
2: final quality. Like, oh yeah. Dude, if you're gonna win an FA Cup final with a goal, that's how you do it.
0: <laughs> that's how you do it. That is absolutely how you fucking do it. And then the drama at the end with the bar call is as marginal as it fucking comes.
3: Again, like, I have not, I don't even know what goal you're referring to. I did not see, I kind of purposely did a media blackout, like a, a self-media blackout of it because I, as long as I knew Chelsea last I was like, I'm happy. Um, yes. But the only media I've seen, other than the dressing room shenanigans, is uh, Tim Stillman <laughs> keeps posting <laughs> a screen grab of the Chelsea fans with the VAR call
1: oh yeah Um, was it that Chelsea
3: had scored thinking they'd equalised
2: yeah no a fan in the stands had recorded him and his mate like celebrating the goal and then just the wash of despair as the goal gets chalked off and he recorded all of it it's like a full minute of like Hello, Doctor Smile.
1: <laughs> <the way> he <laughs> all I'm saying is, so like, a
2: just...
3: still from that. Yes. Just...
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all come to him and his camera
0: work was he had positioned his disappointed face, and in the background is the big bar screen saying "no goal." Like the guy, yeah. I had him, his head switched on, like crap? Play to him. <laughs>
1: content.
0: To um, yeah. Again, I, I it had had content. It was. It was all about the content. And to be fair, like, it is, again, it's one of those things where, like, the tightest possible fucking VAR call. Like, Chilwell's shoulder is slightly out of sync with, like, Morgan. And it looked like it was going to be a Morgan on goal. So it's like, thank you, VAR, for saving the nightmares of this 38-year-old man. Like, you've you've really done a (laughs) solid there, lads, you know? But but either way, way, it's... And shockingly enough, it's Rogers' first, like, cup win in England, which is quite bizarre, Um. But like it's it kind of shows. Like, I think he's a he's,
3: very overrated manager. Just saying.
0: Mm. It's you know, it's it's, it's Rogers is always gonna be that kind of person where like he always plays really nice football, but he will not get the reward for it, if you know what I mean. You know, he like he it's, it's the kind of thing where like he's just seen as a very good coach, but not quite nearly enough to be like top uh, two.
3: he's a Montemero. Do yeah. you know what?
0: That's a very good comparison. That's a
2: very good comparison because I but think Matemar would at least win the league.
3: Yeah, true.
1: Mm.
2: <laughs> he did a double, didn't he?
1: Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah.
2: I just don't like him. Just be honest. Just be honest, all right? <laughs> no, it's just I just I don't th- like. I think Rogers is a perfectly su- um, suitable coach uh, mm. for a- another club. Just not Arsenal, like there's plenty, there's plenty of coaches that fall into that category. Like he's not the only one. I'm not singling him out, okay. you know. Like Roy Hodgson, perfectly good coach. I would want to see him at Arsenal, you know. And in much the same way, Brandon Rodgers, perfectly good coach, does does great. It's
3: like we I can't go back to having an old man manager, like you know. Arsene Wenger has taken that. Like every old man manager is just going to be compared, compared to, to Arsene Wenger. Mm-hmm. Then we had like a Dracula. And then we had perfect hair Arteta. So we're kind of continuing in the Dracula mold. Right. So you're um, ruling out
0: like Rogers and Scott Parker there for the Arsenal job.
2: I, so, I'm, ruling out, I'm ruling out anybody who got Allegri's a poet old. to write a poem to inspire John Terry <laughs> uh, when he was feeling down. <laughs> That's what I'm ruling out. And then got it framed. And memorise John Terry's house colour scheme so that you could colour match the frame.
0: Are you saying you don't like the three-envelope system, Neil? I get the feeling (laughs) where this is going. Very much so. (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) Yeah, I just... No, I just... I can't... Yeah, look... No, just not for for Arsenal, right? Anybody who thinks Rodgers is good for Arsenal can get in the bin. (laughs) Yep. Along yeah. with Rogers, fuck off. Yeah. Just don't.
3: like he neither has old man quality or vampire quality.
2: Yes. Gotcha. No so he doesn't hair. fit
3: the bill for what we're going yeah. for.
2: Nor perfect hair. No. No. Definitely no,
3: he's not.
0: He's hair replacement. But um, but no, and very like, like uh, that's kind of a spot as well. Like I think he's a he's a he's a solid like Leicester tier like manager, and that and there's nothing no shame in that either. It's not denigration. I think he is. Like, well, it's perfect. because
2: like it's because like much like the Liverpool team that nearly he Steamrollered nearly to the title. That Leicester team's filled with players that are just like really fucking brilliant players for that level. Like, yeah, elements. Yeah. So, like, holy oh. shit! Like, how their, their fucking signing of him was just inspired. Like, that's but even just, getting a tune now. The likes of Ian
0: Nacho, who was so hit and miss beforehand, and now he's yeah. just, like going for game, is ludicrous. Like, that like shows you whatever coaching he's doing is working. You know, it's just like, Are you it's,
3: saying that since Joe Willock was so hit and miss at Arsenal that Steve Bruce is actually a wonder manager to get him scoring so consistently? No, it's, it's just that Steve Bruce, Bruce that's is... That's exactly no. what I'm hearing, Jonathan.
0: <laughs> no, I think there's a slightly different like, thing at play there. Because there's just no plan, and no system at Newcastle, it's just allowing Willock to be more creative.
2: Like, like he no, it just in a, allows somebody... Like, when, you're, it, when you're in a situation where you've got like no plan... Yes, somebody with a plan can actually come in and go almost take over and if yeah. you're going to gear the whole team around a very good attacking midfielder who as we've stated before he's got a really uncanny sense of knowing where the ball's going to be like he's just one of those players that as soon as the ball leaves like the winger or the full back's foot he's like oh yeah, that's, good that's going two yards to the left of the penalty spot I need to be there Yeah, and he can time his run at the very last minute so the defender's tied between covering him and attacking the ball mm. and quite a lot of defenders try and do both fail because that's the point because when you yeah, try and do yeah. both you can't do both you realise you've missed the ball and you're not picking up the guy and that's when he scores so and like he's got us he's got a spot at Arsenal like you know yeah, he, awesome. like, we're losing so many fucking midfielders in the summer um Arsblog did a uh, an interview there with a couple of other bloggers there and a couple of other people who know agents and they're just like, yeah, basically like word of the street is Arsenal are having a fire sale. Yeah. So like they're they're literally I'm mean, like there's only like about six or seven players on that team that they're not accepting any bids for, and all the rest is like, come with your best offer. And, yeah. You know, yeah. um, it's gonna be a claro, and uh, yeah. You, really
0: you know, You really need it.
2: Um, you know there's lots of contractual situations as well that are going to be sorted out by the new guy Richard Garlick. Um, mm. so yeah like you know again
3: continuing on we couldn't have Emery and Richard Garlic in the same
2: yeah uh, like go to anaphylactic shock and just explode or something like that you know
3: yeah like vampires are you can't yeah yeah
2: yeah, yeah. no we've been
0: we've been there before but um <laughs> but yeah I suppose the, the other um, final, like Chelsea could make it a hat-trick of, uh, of, of lost finals. The, uh, the second one in that was the, uh, the Women's Champions League where they got absolutely fucking Well, oh. Is there a female oh. version of Mullard, Bergwot? You know like how like if, if it's like you no know, one like Munich beat like Barca 7-1 we call that a Mullering. Is there like a female is there her, her, hermosa Is there like a
3: Amida Manning? Um, a Vivian? <laughs> <laughs> Vivian?
0: Um, yeah, Vivian could work to be fair.
3: Um, I think that's reserved for Bristol. Um,
2: <laughs>
3: um, no, okay. I want to talk about this because um, there people were
2: Hermoso in she because she ripped them apart. Hermose wing, got yeah. Hermosed. Hermos. Hermose. Hey,
3: yeah. Yes. Mm. Even though yeah, she wasn't playing. Um, no. Um, Barcelona. I have had the pleasure of watching about five Barcelona matches this season because of the way um tv rights and stuff are they do on Barca TV stream some of their matches um you have to log in for a free account um they also stream some of their stuff on YouTube and I've watched them and I've watched them play in a variety of different levels so it was league there was a league cup game um and they are very 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 good to watch they mm-hmm. are like barcelona men 2010 like yeah. era like 2010 I, tw- like I, that I, kind of peak era of barcelona men they are that good and like i you know I, you know people listening might be like oh but it's women's ball. it's not gonna be the exact same but like in terms of how much they are above the rest of their opposition mm-hmm. um It's exactly the same. It's on the same scale as what the men were. Um, So they are absolutely like trouncing the league. They have absolutely no one within any sight of them. They have like something like a goal difference of like over 100 or something ridiculous like that.
2: 126.
3: There you go. Like um, they haven't conceded, they've conceded eight, uh, like single digits this season. Like it is just, they're just walking the league the same way Arsenal used to. And the thing is, every media outlet between Britain and Ireland mm. did not pay any attention to that. Oh, like Barcelona, like, oh, look at them winning the Spanish League. Oh, aren't they great? <laughs> Don't underestimate Barcelona. They're top of the Spanish League. Whereas our big WSL champions, uh, Chelsea, they're like, they have Fran Kirby. They have care. And like, yes. they're know Harder. Per Harder, the world's record female player. Yes, great, great things. But also, nobody mentioned that three out of Chelsea's starting four are second choice. Sorry, uh, full backs in the back line. So mm. three out of the four back line were not first choice because of injury. Um, they're like captain Marin Melda got like a horrific knee injury two months ago and they have not been able to replace her and it had like nobody picked up on like mm, maybe Caroline Graham Hansen versus their second choice like left uh, might have a field day. Uh, Lika Martins who is like literally world famous because mm. not only is she football a footballer for the Netherlands who won the like you know Euros and kind of skyrocketed world football lessons. in the Netherlands but she's also pretty like superstar because of that mm. Um, she's quite good at football the right hand against her second choice right back Neve Charles who isn't even a right back by trade but it's just been their two first choice, well, they sold their first choice and then the other one got injured. Yeah. Um, and no one's like, mm, that could be an issue. That's like us stealing Cedric, <laughs> just in general. <laughs>
2: yeah, just in general, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I wouldn't even mind, but Merton's glided past Charles, who, by the way, like.
3: No, Niamh Charles is a great player. I have absolutely yeah. such high, I hold her in such high regard, but it is like play like leave charles is a like right-sided midfielder or a center midfielder yeah she's not a right back like she's played the odd game there and for chelsea she's done a stalwart job there as like a filling in for them but she's not that's not her primary position yet she's up against someone whose primary position is to tear actual right backs Mm. like you know new ones (laughs) so Look, I think, I, I felt a sense of vindication because I was like, Chelsea aren't, like, I was worried, not going to say I was worried, like, I, you know, I, I did think Chelsea could put it, like, look at the firepower they have. Of course, they could have scored. And on their day, Pernille Harder, on her day, like, would have had a hat-trick. Mm. Um, But um, I kind of do feel that my pre-game prediction of 3-0 for Barcelona Oh, sorry. No, I said three one for Barcelona, but I didn't say it to anybody. I think I said it to Nordy, who wasn't paying attention to me. So, like, it, it's not like it counts. Um, but <laughs> I said I think Barcelona are going to win. Um, uh, but uh, and I'm really excited to see Chelsea get hammered. And thirty three seconds into the final, oh.
0: <laughs> I couldn't. I, <laughs> Pulse, I was, I was who was long. the? Yeah, it's crazy. The, the way we're just like just torn apart so quickly is insane.
3: Um, Leopold, who was the hero in the semi-final against her former club Bayern, um absolutely done goofed it. Um mm. <laughs> and you could tell her head was done because then, like, a few minutes later, she's also like a key element to conceding a penalty. Mm. And even though Var was consulted about this penalty, and it was
0: a... <coughs> <coughs> Just so excited!
2: Sorry,
3: coronavirus,
2: get real. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want actually. Only enough. You didn't even have to wait thirty three seconds. You only had to wait at fifteen because it was fifteen when Merton's cannon the shot off the bar.
3: Yeah, true. <laughs> so,
2: like you just have to go, oh shit! You know that's when Millie Bright like just. Decided. Oh yeah, I'm going oh, to try and, I'm just gonna try and mark her most So I've uh,
3: said this. I've said this before. Minnie Bright is not a good defender. <laughs> well, again, her main attribute is that she's big and can get in the way.
2: But like you're putting her up against you Hermoso. That, like, that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, um, she's just mad. Like I yeah, just...
3: fifty. Yeah, you're very like right there. Like 15 seconds. Mertens gets through. cannons the ball off the bar. You know, you know, uh, kerfuffle happens, loopal scores an own goal. Um at that point, Emma Hayes should have been like, huh, <laughs> they're targeting our fullbacks here. Maybe <laughs> should do something. Uh five minutes later, they break through the center, in fairness, and uh, but that just kind of shows you the kind of firepower all over Barcelona's team. Well, uh, what I say is Arsenal are still the only team, English team, to have women's team to have won the Champions League, and um, I'm very glad of that. Emma Hayes, I do really, really rate her as a manager. As much as I hate to say it, I do think she's she's really good. But I think she let the occasion get to her. Whatever about the players, I think the occasion got to her, and I think Emma Hayes, if this had been. Uh, Arsenal in the WSL and instead of Mertens it was DVD breaking through uh, on that, doing the exact same move that Mertens did she would have been like, she would have tweaked that and been like, I'm going to make a change there because it was the Champions League final I don't know whether she didn't want to tinker so early on in the game and whatever but she didn't do anything and that was to the detriment of the team and I think she waited too long to make any changes I think it was it was very evident that the wings were going to be Barcelona's, like, trump card. Yeah. So she should have stacked the wings with defensive players and caught them. Like, it's not like Kerr and Kirby and Her- Harder can't play on the break. They are mm-hmm. all ridiculously fast and talented. Yeah. Um, and even if they played low-block football and just tried to catch another on the break, I'm like, I just think she got the tactics messed up. And the English-British media crying into their Chelsea jerseys uh, it's just a beautiful sight um, because, like people who are the most ardent Man United supporters, the you know ridiculously hyped up Crystal Palace women supporters, we're all going for Chelsea. It's like how it boils my blood to see them on the pitch, let alone win stuff. What mm. and like it's a whole British kind of fucking we're the best at everything sort of kind of mindset, which really pissed me off. Um. And they weren't, they clearly aren't. And uh, the best thing about the Champions League final is they lost by a bigger margin than sh- Barcelona lost to Leon in 2019 when Sam Kerr, who was watching from her team in America, <clears throat> tweeted out, What? And you consider this competitive? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she has hubris. been rightly. It's the season
2: of hubris, it's the season of <laughs> hubris. <laughs> hubris indeed. knows no gender boundaries.
3: Um, but yeah, no, that's my Champions League roundup. Uh, Arsenal are in the Champions League next year, uh, thanks to uh, Katie McCabe, pretty much, um, pretty much yeah. yet again. One moment, um, yeah, uh, a nil all uh, draw on the last day of the season, where basically no one was paying attention to the match. Like everyone, kind of was playing in. Like, can you do half a gear? Um, it's been <laughs> a while since I've driven. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they, um, they secured that Champions League uh, point uh, more than mathematically that day. And uh, in the, in you know, kind of uh, keeping Man United in fourth, which meant Casey Stoney was on our way out, which then we will, we can kind of graciously lead us into our cards. Yes, you exactly,
2: can. If you yeah. want oh, just cod, a please. brief correction, brief correction here. Sorry, brief correction. Uh, Barcelona Feminine have only conceded five times.
3: Oh shit. I knew oh. it was a yellow number.
2: Yeah. <laughs> five times. <laughs> five times. To- they've scored 128 league goals, conceded five games, conceded five goals in 26 games. It's all right. Like
3: that's Vic A territory, like there. Pretty much, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, burn uh, cards.
0: Yes, do please. Um, you're on a bit of a roll here when it comes to women's football. So what yeah. is it about it that that makes you it's it's caught this week?
2: G- given that you've been waxing so much lyrical about it, you're now going to choose all of women's football. Like
0: you As actually have like lobbied politically for fifty minutes of like airtime about women's football every week, and now just suddenly you're betraying your brethren by um, by making it your COD. What is it about women's football that you don't like, work Um,
3: the admin. <laughs> um, oh, that old chest. Yeah, so basically, <laughs>
1: um,
3: okay, so this has kind of been fueled by a few different things. Uh, it's come to the end of the season. And there's a lot of turnover in the managers and there was, you know, it's kind of basically highlighting the fact that women's football gets absolutely no thought from Mm. admin at any club. And it could admin at women's club gets no thought. So we've seen already this season, Birmingham City have been docked points because of admin errors. Birmingham City have not been allowed to play at certain venues because of admin refusing to pay a five. It was five hundred euro fee yeah, for St yeah. George's Park. Um, yeah, the kind of this kind of shit. And at the close of the season, we've also seen that players are be, um, at the end of their contracts. It'll, unlike in men's football, it's very much the case that players run out their contract and then as a free agent then have their choice of club. Usually you kind of hear, that, oh, like Louise Quinn came to the end of her contract. She was told by the club they weren't going to renew it. She had interest from several clubs and it was kind of widely, you know, I think clubs were practically saying Louise Quinn, please come here. Um, and she had the kind of choice of club, but not every player has that option. And there is I'll no players Louise Quinn. Yeah, very true. Um, the mighty Quinn. Um, th- there <laughs> is kind of um a case of <sighs> clubs kind of forgetting that women <laughs> exist, um, and women uh, as players don't have the monetary fallback that men's players do if they run out their contract so say for mm. example you've got the likes of david louise is going to run out his contract but who like david louise's bank account isn't going to you know yeah, be affected by this. yeah yeah whereas you've got the likes of women who have maybe given up their full-time job in another profession to go professional football Running to the end of their contract, being told days before the end of their contract that it's not going to get renewed, and then having no option. Um, uh, I, as you'd mentioned just before, we've got the situation at Liverpool with Kirsty uh, Linnet. Kirsty Linnet,
1: um, yeah.
3: She, 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 like has I've I've read um up her post and it's kind of harrowing, kind of like she had no idea this was not going to happen. Mm. She was given no heads up on this. Um and it just kind of just kind of shows the throwaway nature of women's football i listened to a podcast today about the fa women's cup or the women's fa cup yes. um because there is a new book about it and despite my uh, strong irish um you know hatred of the english i suppose i really want to read that book because you know sexism kind of transcends nationality and the fact that women's football was banned um, and when it was actually allowed they didn't get any just because it was allowed it didn't mean they actually got any help from the FA to get women's football up and running and it just kind of highlighted through the years there's no archival footage of or information about different FA Cup finals not necessarily matches or semi-finals or matches of like very little consequence to the to the nation i suppose but there's no even information of who played in the 1984 fa cup had to be dug up out of some newspaper archives from whatever local town they were playing in um and and like listening to that podcast kind of just kind of uh, it, it was put in a very good way that like women's football is just not helped. It might, like, you know, nowadays we're kind of seeing the promotion of it and you kind of see, you know, you can get stars um in women's football becoming kind of mainstream. You look at Alex Scott, who's breaking into the mainstream, but all the amount of online material against her and she has to fall back on. And at the end of the day, people just see Alex Scott as being, that woman and not being an ex footballer, yeah. and not being the person who won Arsenal the Champions League, like we, like Arsenal club won the F- Champions League in 2007. No matter if it was men or the women, Arsenal club and that should be celebrated more than it is. Uh, but because they're women, it's not celebrated. If it was the under 23, they'll be shouting out about it. You know, like, I remember our team back in 2007 they won the uh, euros cup and i feel like from an admin perspective you can do all the gloss and you can do all of the promo for it and you can make it look like it's the best place in the world and the best game in the world and the wsl is the best league in the world for women but under the hood they actually hate women like the fa doesn't actually give any you know the amount of resources that are going for it Which leads me on to the kind of recent news of Casey Stoney leaving Man United, citing insufficient help from the board um, and lack of resources at the club for her team. So Mm. they finished fourth two years in a row. um, And I think Casey Stoney looked at the squad that she had and was like, yes, we can definitely qualify Champions League. Like They have amazing players, uh, like Press, Galton, Bronin. Heath, Bronin, all, like, loads of them picked up training ground injuries because the facilities are so bad. Mm. We saw that with Birmingham, and like, Birmingham has been my COD so many times this year. Uh, so. Birmingham's training ground um, <laughs> was taken over by the under twelve boys, and the girls had to play in the local park. Um, mm. it, they, they had It was only the donation of some, you know, one of the players' dads donating his time and gym materials, that they had a weight section in a, a local sports hall, not even yeah. at the club. And they're citing COVID as the reason for this, but, like, that's just bullshit. Um, you look at Aston Villa, who women's team narrowly survived the WSL only for them to sack not only their coach but their interim coach that they hired to work along with their coach which just seems really disrespectful
2: Um, the the shotgun had two barrels you gotta use them (laughs) like use them (laughs) on the same bus that's greedy you know there's.
3: Arsenal, pen, like Arsenal, had an internal review about the training facilities to pick up on the reason why we had so many training ground injuries and season and possibly career-ending injuries. Um, and nothing seems to have been done about it. There's been no. Uh, we got shifted to the uh Hale, Hale, Hale End, End.
1: Hale End. Hale End.
3: Hale. um Academy. academy away from the senior men's team. So it's kind of even further away from where we had been in terms of facilities. Um, and it just made me sad that there, there's this big sky deal coming in and everyone's like, yay. But it's just like painting over mold. The mold is still there. Yeah, mm. You need, you need to get the rot out. There's no point cleaning it over and glossing over and pretending everything's rosy when, you know, once the paint is peeled back a layer, you're going to see all the mold and you're yeah. going to see how shit women are treated. And you're going to see how they're pr- pretty much, you know, living contract to contract, paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Um, and it's just not good enough. And I think, that, and and I know it's very heavily focused on the FA and this is going on across the world. There's a big promo thing about Columbia's women's association where they were banned from playing football and they were getting no resources and they completely changed that around so that they're pretty much being seen as far as anywhere in the world can be concerned as much 50 as you can get. And it's something that uh, I think uh, um, Tim Tillman kind of uh, summed it up. It's like, if you like football, you like football. You don't like men's football. want to accept that or not like it's this fact like you you know it, it's just if you're a woman playing football you're going to have it 10 times 20, 40 times harder than the men to get any sort of recognition or facilities or help and um, I'm not going to even go into the FAI the Irish kind of um, end of this because I'm actually kind of seeing it from a personal point of view at amateur level Um. I've been at a club for over a year now, and I've not been allowed inside the clubhouse because the men have the clubhouse. (laughs) Um, I have to get, uh, I'm coming straight from work to my football pitch, and I have to get changed in a housing estate. Like if I'm gonna train, I'm going straight from work. And if I want to make it to training on time, I have to go straight from work in my work clothes, which means I have to pretty much wait for some of my teammates to arrive so that they can act for a shelter or I can try and get into the toilets at um, a well-known train station, which is used for drugs, and mm. I actually would take my chances in the estate and be done, take my chances to be you know done for public nudity and, de- and decency, then go into one of those bathrooms. So yeah, um, I'm kind of seeing it from like, you know, but yet the men's team who are playing in the divisions way below us in comparison. Yeah. Um. Get precedence and get the club clubhouse to get changed, and they train not even on our pitch. They play in like a different area completely, which is further away from our pitch than the clubhouse. Ridiculous setup, but I'm I don't know. Uh, very frustrated at the minute being uh, a women's fan because women's football fan because. You're seeing like, oh, isn't it great they're getting coverage? Isn't it great Sky are giving them that deal? Isn't it great that we're seeing the World Cup? Isn't it great? Isn't it great? Isn't it great? Yes, but no. Like, yes, I'm grateful I'm going to get to see coverage. Yes, I'm grateful there's TV coverage and I can see the matches and young children can grow up saying, oh, look at that woman footballer who's a professional. I can do that. Mm. It it shouldn't be a novelty. Um, And I'm happy for it to be a novelty for the next while. As long as it grows into the norm, but as long as the underlying admin issues are there, underlying
2: amateurism is there.
3: Yes, and the uh, underlying f- constantly fighting for everything—it's like basically anyone who plays women's football is pretty much the suffragette in the amount of fighting they have to do to get any sort of recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is my piece. And uh, I think I'm it's, it's summed
2: up. Uh, there was a great a- athletic article about this, actually. So written by Tim Stillman. No, it was written by Katie Wyatt. And uh, she quotes the head of women's football at Manchester City. Um, He said that many of City's initial strides towards professionalism in their women's team didn't cost any money. They're like, all we did was just open the doors to our facilities. Mm. Open the doors to our support staff. (laughs) Open the doors to the expertise already in the building. That was it. All they just did was just open the doors. Yeah. And that's how... Like CE now, he went from having like no barely having a men's team <laughs>
1: um,
2: <laughs> to having like one of the more dominant women's teams uh, yeah. around, you know. And all they did was they built this gigantic facility for the men and went, Oh, actually, yeah, let the women use it as well. Fuck it, yeah. yeah and
0: just yeah. open the doors. It doesn't matter. Like that's the, that should be the, even, even being as simplistic as that. Like I, I couldn't get my head around, um, because we, we've, we've mentioned this before during the season, we've switched, uh, in Liverpool that is, we've switched uh, training uh, facilities from Melwood to Kirkby. And Kirkby's is like state-of-the-art system, it's fully kitted out, um, and Melwood basically was up for sale. And the women's team just wasn't an option. You know, Now I know there's this weird stuff about the ownership of the Liverpool women's team, it's kind of between them and Tranmere, I know it's a bit complicated in that regard but the badge on the on the kit and the kit they're wearing is Liverpool. Treat them as Liverpool now, and and, and this has been a, a a more like recent issue with Liverpool because as you probably remember, Bert, well, Liverpool have been a fairly decent women's team beforehand. Like with the with Neil Redfern, they won a title, and with Matt Beard, they won two titles as well. Like they have been a good team in the past, but since FSG has taken has taken over, they just do not. The, they just don't not they don't see the women's team there. It's just a blind spot. And it's so bizarre because they have micromanaged every different part of the Liverpool football club. Even the second city itself, they tried to copyright. And the women's team are just not in their remit. They just don't see it in their remit, which isn't a bizarre thing to, to look at. But that's just their mindset. And, and that's much to your point. It's kind of mindset of most of those big clubs. They just go, oh, no, we're only dealing with the men's team. We don't deal with the whole club. It's like, do you own the club? You own the actual actual concept of Aston Villa. You own Birmingham City. What is your issue with who, which type of squad you pick with? You know, but that's it's it's the mindset. It's it's and that's it's rotten to the core, in that sense. Um, I
3: I'll, I'll jump in and just say, like I um, played GAA for years, and the club that I played for was such a rural and small club that it had no success throughout the years. Yeah. And when the women's team got to the All-Ireland Final, it was celebrated as if we were the men's. We got mm. we got first choice at the pitch when the pitch was uh, between the two teams. We got the top sponsorship. We got, like, new kit. Like, every bit of kit got replaced by new kit, like, that year and the year after and the years after that, like, because we were writing the, the history of getting, like, the first um, – local club uh, without giving away locations um, to get to an All-Ireland final and I then went to another club uh, on loan um, as a youngster and um, was basically like, oh, why are we paying on the third pitch? Like, oh, this is our pitch. This is the women's pitch. And I was like, but it's shit. It's like full of muck and I can't run on it. And it's an ACL hazard. And they're like, mm, oh, this is just what we deal with. And I was like, I couldn't get over that. Like, I was like, but we're good. We're competing for the league. The men have been relegated from their division. Why mm-hmm. are we, Why are we on the third pitch? I couldn't understand that because I was brought up in a... I have to say how lucky I was to be in a, a, a situation where the women were treated equally and that yeah. shouldn't be something I'm like oh my god isn't that amazing you're treating us as two
0: actual teams as opposed to here's the men's team and here are the women yeah and the women is always was always like seen as the negative to that where as opposed to like or maybe you just have two teams that are competing on equal ground in their yeah. own separate leagues with their own respective performances
3: yeah, like like uh, like, I really think that Arsenal, instead of saying like, "Oh, we were twenty-five years um, constantly in Europe," was like, "Yeah, well, in two thousand and seven, we
1: won it. Mm, we yeah.
3: won it. Like that should be uh, in the legends wall outside the Emirates. Like, I, <laughs> Alex Scott should be there. Like, I know as of the last time I was there, she wasn't, um, mm. Emma Byrne should be there." And that's my own personal bias, I know, but like, I don't think I'd be alone in saying that. Like, she is one of the club's heroes, and um, Rachel Yankee should be up there. Kelly Smith, I think Kelly Smith is on it now. Mm. Um, but like, they should be like, if I, I it's basically free money as well. Like, you're, you're tapping into a market of yeah. just you know the other population, the other half of the population that like. you know the can't see can't be campaign really 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 hit home um i you know i've got actual kit now that's sponsored by can't see can't be and um there's loads of like it it makes a difference because now my club are actually starting to promote the women's team as much as the men's team on their social medias because uh, and it's only because their sponsorship is kind of dictating Like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll sponsor your jerseys, but you have to give the women's team equal airing. And it's only because of that that we are. Um, But, yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's just been a very frustrating week, and they are my CODs. Just the admin of women's football. not Women's footballers, I think, um, you know, they're not my CODs, except unless unless they play for Chelsea. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But, uh, yeah, no, it's the admin in women's football. They, they, yeah. they should go in the bin. Fair enough, fair enough.
0: Uh, I think I'll I'll, I'll jump in then with my card, and um, again, kind of not quite sticking with the admin flavour, but I am going for someone who thinks he's a manager. big gammon. Uh, <laughs> yes, very much gammon. Uh, pints of wine all round, lads. Uh, big Sam Allardyce. Yeah. So the um the whole firefighter routine didn't work out this year. Big Sam did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. This stems, and I, I, was, I was slightly torn because I've, I've got quite a few cards in my mind, but Big Sam just raced towards the finish in his laborious, cantankerous way over the week by just basically giving out um, about losing and about being relegated and being a West Brom. and um, So like it, he had a few problems, basically. Um, and I think he just spent, he just took that interview to basically air out of all of his grievances. And may I say, that man has quite a lot of grievances. It's as that he's bitter about losing out the England job by being a corrupt fucker who knows and um, either way so Big Sam obviously is like one of those kind of like he's like a bogeyman uh, in terms of Premier League football like if you want your if you fucked up if your team you fucked up and you only have one person to call you basically break glass with Big Sam and he gets you promoted that's the mythos of him right that's the whole like legend around him That so he basically comes in settles the ship gets you makes you survive and then you uh, essentially move on with your lives um, and the curious thing about it is that, like, obviously, if you're to t- talk to Big Sam about that, he would say, I'm not the kind of person. I like to play open, free football, and I have, like, a, a great eye for talent, and for, like, players who fit into this team. And to his credit, he does. He's had, like, really, like, like, precocious teams in the past, like Bolton, and he's been able to scout the likes of, like, Ivan Campo and JJ Acotcher, and his Bolton team was wonderful. Problem with that is, that was 20 fucking years ago. Time has moved on, um, as it often does. And in that time, he has been at like, so Blackburn, Newcastle, Sunderland, all these teams that have needed him for a specific purpose. He is a, he is a bespoke manager for a bespoke reason, and that has to stop them from falling into the Premier League. That is his role. That is what he's used for. And only now, after, I think, seven successful like survival races, now it's number eight. Like, it's like the fucking Undertaker streak ending early or something. He's kicking <laughs> off, right? This is the one that's breaking the camel's back. It's almost as if he picked a team that like couldn't possibly compete because the team wasn't good enough. They didn't invest anything because of COVID and they were just expecting him to magic up some points somehow. And then he's taken the hump from that because he wasn't given anything to work with in January. He did sign players. They did somewhat work out. But it wasn't enough because the the actual like the actual levels in the Premier League are higher than West Brom bar. We even said this at the start of the season. They had no chance. Uh, and even Bromby fans themselves would probably admit that. But the fact that he is so angry at being typecast as a firefighter, even though the last several jobs he's taken in the Premier League have been specifically to fight fires. Yeah,
3: like he hasn't even stayed, like I'm just, I know I'm jumping on your point, but like he hasn't even stayed at a club beyond saving them from relegation. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's done once he's done. Yeah. You know. So so, if he's annoyed at his his reputation he's given himself, um, he can go fuck himself.
0: He can because you know why? Because he is probably getting paid absolute millions. Like the actual like the legend of Big Sam, the fact that like he can go to a team like say, let's say presume, like let's say Crystal Palace are struggling next season, right? And they're looking to get they're they're worried about ready relegated or wolves, right? Let's say wolves. The project is failing, they look like they're gonna crash out of the Premier League, and it's far too early for them to do that. Like they might like shit, right? We have to hire Big Sam. Big Sam could walk in there in his big fucking like massive waist, pint of gravy in his hand and go 16 million and I will save your team. I won't say how I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it because I'm Big Sam. And these teams who are terrified of like going into the championship where actual financial fair play is, is deployed and used, they're going fucking right, 16 million survived survive in the Premier League and Big Sam may or may not do it. The fact that he hasn't now, is really annoying him in particular because now his actual like legend is gone. His actual ability to survive is nowhere near as good as, as good as it was because not only let's be fair, like he didn't just get relegated. Like he's second from bottom. It's not as if like he was a point away. You know, he's thirteen points from safety. He's done. Like, he had no.
2: That's, I, that's that's what I found quite confusing about a salty interview after the West Ham game. Yeah. I was, not as if this was the game that relegated the yes. <laughs> like. They were relegated weeks ago. They were gone for three weeks. You guys are relegated in fucking match 835. And it's they've team. been fucked
0: for months. Like Exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly. No, I i said this at the start. West Ham were West Brom were fucked with this act village. He was by far the best way to keep them in the Premier League because he built that team, he had the system, he knew what he was doing. But the reason you didn't like him was because he wouldn't sign a new contract on less money, and you just outright didn't like him because he was demanding too much. That's the reality of it. And um, Then you, you threw him down Swanee, you gave him players you didn't want, and he left basically after that. And then with Big Sam, it was the same thing. You backed him up to a certain point, you got him a new striker, you got him this, that was it. You didn't want to spend any more money on it because, let's face it, when you're West Brom, you're in it for the parachute payments because they, they are giving you more money like per season as it would be in the Premier League and um, so, so the fact that he was getting the hump over that just because of his own self-indulgence essentially that now he can no longer walk into a job interview and say i'm big sam i'll make your club survive that's what really annoyed him and what the other thing that annoyed him was Miguel antonio uh, i don't know if like he actually started yeah. off the interview with this going like <laughs> did, i yeah, didn't like what michael antonio said it was like well, what did he say oh that the the west brom team are just like big men running at the channels it's like well, our two uh, strikers are five foot ten and five foot eleven. Like they're not really big men, are they? It's like, well yeah, you probably couldn't buy a big man at the time. You wanted to sign Christian Benteke, you prick. Like you wanted to get him in January. So it's like that that argument falls on its arse completely. Like it's 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 ridiculous. And um, and let's face it, like he's just bitter because uh, like players like Michael Antonio wouldn't get in the squad in the first place because like they're poachers, they're naturally good finishers they're not like big burly elbow and the mush fucking type players and um, but and again he's probably saying well we didn't play like that against West Ham tonight so It's like yeah probably because your team can't like you weren't <laughs> able to make those tactics work with this team so you were trying something else because you physically couldn't do it you know like, we, we've had managers like this before. Like, um, it's a bit unfair on Roy really Hodgson to say this, but he has a certain type of playing. Uh, but you've had players like, you've had to to this before, like Alan Pardew, Steve McLaren. They have a very certain shelf life. Sometimes it works for Steve McLaren and Alan Pardew, and then it doesn't. And then they're off being fucking directors of football in for SK, FSK Sophia. You know what I mean? They're just like, that, that is just all they have. Um, and I think that's, that that's just what's happening with Big Sam. That is just it. Like I don't I don't know if anyone's gonna take a lump on Big Sam, but I think he's worried
2: that (laughs) take a dump
3: on him more like
2: (laughs) (laughs) the funny thing is is that like he complained about being cast as like a firefighter short term manager, um, like really childishly sarcastically. So oh well you say I'm a short term manager, so that's that's what I am, that's what I am. I'm a short term manager. And then the club come out and say that like they wanted him not only to stay on. In the championship to get them promoted back up, but afterwards then to stay on with the club when they went back into the Premier League. And then he goes, No, I can't make that commitment. I was like, That's only two years, you fucking idiot. (laughs) What? You're complaining about being cast as a short term manager. Then when the club come around and go, Well, we want them to stay on past next year, you know, like, No, sorry, mate, can't do that. Yeah, but the, the way he said it, it's like yeah. we have come to that agreement. Like, so who's we? Is it is it you and your agent? Is it yeah, like are to the words that are coming out of your mouth? Like, but like
3: controlling him really? Yeah, exactly. So the, the interviewer
0: caught I don't know who the interviewer's name was, but he caught him by the bollocks really well in his interview It's like because he starts giving out about Sky and all the other broadcasters, kind of like painting him as this type of relegation father-like manager, and then the, and then the, the interviewer just goes well, if you didn't like that like that, um, gimmick, as it were, that kind of like persona, why don't you just stay on with the club and build something long-term? And he just goes, oh, well, no, because
2: I made that decision. It's like, great, No, no to- his, his response was hilarious. It was basically went like, well, you know, I'm a short-term manager, you know, that's what I am. So that's what I am, obviously, isn't it? And then the reporter went, well, why don't you just stay on then and prove us all wrong? Exactly. And then he, his response to that was Well because of a short term manager Because that's what you say I am <laughs> Hey wait what <laughs> This
0: fucker is like earning 5 million a pop to save a football club And then he gets tick when like, his Basically his fee is
2: going I to think. Go no, I think the main issue was, was That he was getting stick And then it brings home the fact that he's not Getting his keepy uppy bonus Yes that's, that's yeah, they exactly reckon His keepy that's uppy exactly. bonus was Fucking gigantic
1: I'm like this is mm. a man
2: whose holiday home in Spain is named Casa del St James after <laughs> the parish you after the payment he got from Newcastle. Yes, <laughs> when he was sacked, so he named his Spanish holiday home after St James's Park, St James or whatever the fuck. Yes, so yeah, James. Yeah, James, and Johan well, Kebab. Well uh, yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> So that's that's the kind of guy you're dealing with there. That's the level exactly. of class. <laughs> yes, giant um, yeah. um,
3: in, in the just to kind of equate that to the women's game, you've got Carla Ward who's kept Birmingham up against pretty much a lot of odds. In fairness, because you know, despite the admin's best efforts, Birmingham <laughs> managed to up.
2: stay She's up. Kept the club up despite the club.
1: Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> they don't want
0: um, to be noticed by Sky next season. They want to leave.
2: They want the to go. They were nearly, the fact that they were nearly dissolved for not filing paperwork worth a grand total of thirteen pounds. Yes.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Carla Ward, like you know, like oh look, she saved them from relegation, and then like she is like oh bye. like she's doing a big Sam of like okay bye, I saved you guys, you fuckers, you ungrateful fuckers. I'm going off to join Villa. And it's like, oh, is she going to be a big Sam, just going to keep Villa from relegation next year and then she's going to move on to the next?
2: Well, I don't really because Big Fat Sam never coached a team that was as much of a basket case as the Birmingham City women.
3: I feel you like know? that could be a really good Netflix documentary.
2: Yeah, it really, really, really is. Uh, because, <laughs> like, she showed up for a preseason with eight of her players not even knowing if say
3: had a contract yeah
1: so like <laughs>
3: anyway, like her captain like is harriet scott who plays for ireland so i know we've kind of hijacked your big sam talk <laughs> here but it's just kind of like her was like fun. captain uh was, was basically like um like i don't know uh, i'm doing my medical degree to become a doctor um do you still want me to play? Like, yeah, we, we literally have no one else. Okay, will you be captain? Yeah, yeah, you're sure. I'll do that on top of my medical degree that I'm training for. Yes, I will be captain of this sinking ship. Yeah, sure. grand <laughs> But she's got more grace the decorum than Big Sam. Definitely. Despite all the shit that's been flung at her. It, it, that's I kind of what I'm
0: job. I think that'll be great crack. <laughs> Could you imagine him trying to, like, like talk like lads football with the women's. It'll be brilliant. Like that's that the Netflix documentary in its own way. Like fucking Adam Partridge all over again. It'll be beautiful.
3: <laughs> Definitely.
0: Um, you know. Anyway, so I can say all I'm saying, Big Sam. If the Premier League is not working out for you and you don't and you're too big for the Championship, WSL has, has got a few clubs going. You know, there's a few jobs going there if you want to give them a go. Maybe you can finally manage a top six team. Like Big Sam
3: should like save Birmingham City from relegation next year. Like, I actually think, like, you know, he could fire fight, and um yeah. Um it's a possibility.
1: I mean,
0: let's let's be honest. Like, look, reality speaking is uh, it'll be December, Wofford will have sacked their fourth manager, and then Big Sam comes in, he signs, (laughs) he signs JJ O'Cotcher, he makes Wofford survive, and this whole fucking (laughs) shit happens again. Mark my fucking words. Big Sam will be a Wofford manager at some point next season. Mark my Ooh. fucking words; it's going to happen. It's going to happen.
3: Okay, I'm willing to put a, a, a you know a wager on that. We
0: uh-huh. shake on it. We shake on it.
1: For <laughs> there
0: you go. go. Zoom shake. There you go. So, um, so while we have tried to remember that particular bet, Neil, we save the best to
2: last. Yes, my card is Harry
1: Kane.
0: Oh, the Harry Kane transfer
2: saga that is literally going on now. Yeah, Spurs' want-away striker who's now made it very, very publicly clear that he wants out of the circling the drain uh, season that Spurs are having right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's just really bizarre. Like, Like, the reason, like, I don't, Like, funnily enough, I actually kind of understand why he wants to leave, right? He's at that age now where he's probably only ever going to get one more big contract. Um, (laughs) That's if he leaves now. He's actually already in a big contract, which is part of the reason why I think he's a fucking idiot. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's that's another one for never have your brother as your fucking advisor. Um, So... It's just like fucking. You know what? I've i said this on this podcast before, and I, I've always asked the question. I'd love to actually meet a professional footballer, like a, a relatively modern one, and mm-hmm. ask them how much football they watched when they were footballers. Like how much? How much football do you reckon footballers actually watch themselves? Like I know we play. I know. I know we know they play a lot of Fortnite. But <laughs> how much actual football do you think no, we
3: know watch Steph football. Houghton watches no women's football
2: yeah she watches eggs yeah no,
3: <laughs> she watches this eggs, eggs. Well Rubs eggs
2: into her face she rubs eggs everywhere she gets the out I mean, there eggs. anyway she can get the bed. but uh, that's that's the thing like because I've I've mentioned this before like uh, with like transfers so yeah. I, I think I highlighted the Coutinho one to Barcelona as not like what the fuck like, has Coutinho ever watched Barcelona before he made that transfer like he's never played well in any position other than that slot 10 position Liverpool yeah. tried him on the right he didn't work they tried him at the left he was a fucking disaster they can't, you can't move him forward or back because he's defensively useless and mm-hmm. he can't play as a striker because he's he just can't do any of the centre forward shit he's a 10 he was a mercurial 10 this is not to slag him off he's unbelievable as a 10 he's a little wizard but that's the only position he can play. So then he gets signed. Then he wants to go to Barcelona. I was like, does he not know Barcelona have a guy in the number 10 spot? Like,
0: Oh, yeah. What's his fucking name, man? He's an enough player called
2: Lionel yeah. Messi.
0: Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, no, sorry. I was in the break.
2: That's my first thought. Was like, does, he <laughs> honest, does he honestly think he was going to swan into that Barcelona team and replace Lionel Messi? Because that's well, the only reason... Yeah. for going to that Barcelona squad. Obviously, like he got an obscene contract. Yeah, but, like his Barcelona transfer has been a complete disaster for him. Well, like Financially he, he it's he not been a disaster. That before he left, Klopp oh. pulled him
0: aside and said, "Listen, you could be an absolute legend. You could be a legend here yeah. at Liverpool, or you'll just be another player at Barcelona." And yeah. you know what? Like Klopp wanted to keep him for sure. Well, but you know what else spoke volumes? 140 billion in the bank. Was yeah, you like, well, on your. Funnily
2: enough, funnily enough, Klopp was actually wrong. Because he's not even a player at Barcelona. He, his best, <laughs> the best part of his career at Barcelona was winning the Champions League. With Bayern Munich. <laughs> <laughs> Bayern Munich. <laughs> so like, and all of it stems from like, if you'd have just watched Barcelona, you would have realized you were not going to get into that fucking team and been honest with yourself. And it's the same here with Kane. It, I would go on about Griezmann as well. Griezmann's transfer to Barcelona makes absolutely yeah. no sense until as you realize that. I. Uh, you know, that's it. Yeah, Hazard to Real. I'm like, oh my fucking God, that makes no sense. But Braithwaite. Yeah, Braithwaite. Uh, same with Kane. It's like, does he not know what's going on in football right now? Like, how? Like I know that I, the stereotype is like, water am feeling like he would
3: break. sit down and watch football, but like, Harry Kane.
0: He's just like, uh... I just don't
2: understand it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like he's got a on. Like He's like, uh... <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> there's loads of footballs so on this channel. Uh, that's the static, Harry. That's basically, <laughs>
1: Harry. Oh, yeah, sorry. But,
2: uh... Does he not know what's going on in football right now? Like, surely he must know, like, Funny, they were laughing about this at the second po- Captain's podcast about like Harry Kane apparently thinks he's going to be able to leave because he has a gentleman's agreement with Daniel Levy. Oh, that makes all the difference. That's oh, God, the same. The same. Like, does
3: he not realize a gentleman's agreement with Daniel Levy involves vast amount of like <laughs> Gruyere?
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, big crab that the orifices. uh <laughs> But that's not my point. I, I wouldn't even mind, but. Levy has done this in Harry T- Kane's tenure at the club like Modric assumed the exact same thing yes with uh, with Levi and Levy or whatever fuck and like you played hardball completely played hardball with the player going what the fuck like are you fucking stupid yeah like nobody like let let's run down the options right now Let's start with England, ignoring the fact that Levy has already said that under no circumstances would he sell Kane to a Premier League rival, right? With yeah. making the whole consideration of another English club completely moot, which makes the press coverage of all, of him going to another English club absolutely fucking ridiculous. But fuck it, let's go. Right, he's not going to City because Pep Guardiola doesn't like strikers.
3: Uh, but if Aguero's going...
2: But he's got they Ferran will. Torres and but, yeah, uh, DeLap Ferran Jr. Torres
0: is that replacement, like that. And
2: he's got he Delap Junior coming, Delap Junior coming through as well.
1: Yeah,
3: but does, um, like you can't throw the ball into the net, like as, as, as I'm assuming that's all Delap <laughs> that's can do. No, but, uh,
0: Leeds Delap well, actually well, scores uh, a goal and a half per game for Man City's youth academy. So he's yeah, he's, very prolific, he, he's a very political. He's target. actually
2: quite a, he's a really fucking good striker. Yeah. Um. He's that's also great. like sit here, sit here staring down a minor treble uh playing this four six zero formation. Mm. So like yeah. Gradiola's model, like that's that's why I thought it was ridiculous, like the notion that you would sign Halland. I was like, fuck that,
1: Chelsea inspiring.
2: aren't gonna do it. Uh, Chelsea aren't gonna sign him because that would kill off a lot of the the whole purpose of spending a quarter of a billion on all this attacking talent to then spunk another hundred and fifty million on Kane. Yeah. Um, would be utterly ridiculous. So they're not going to do it. Um, and they definitely won't do it if they don't if they don't get into the Champions League. Um, Manchester United aren't going to do it. They've signed Cavani on another year extension, and Kane coming in would kick off the development of Greenwood and Rashford, sure. and also they've got Raphael Lingard coming back in, um, who had a great loan spell. So he's mm. actually going to come in in some kind of form. Mm. You know what are they going to do there? Are they going to sell him? Maybe, Absolutely. maybe not. Who, who knows? Whatever the fuck. In any case, signing Harry Kane is not that. It. Um, and who else? <laughs> who else in England's gonna do it? Like you Liverpool know? is a bit of a well, no-go. Yeah. Liverpool, like Liverpool, aren't gonna do it. You've got four forwards competing for three spaces. And you can't get rid of any of them. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and the actual, like, any if for anything, like, our actual, like, recruitment this season is to replace the bench warmers. It's to replace Origi and Shaqiri. Yeah, and he rests in the but no, but like. But the thing is, like, it'll be if we are going to be signing strikers, we're not signing like ready-made strikers. We're playing. We're going to put, put like get strikers who will be good next year. It'll be like a Pat and Daka. It'll be an Ivan Tony or someone like that. Someone yeah. who will make into a number nine. Like turn, exactly. that's why we want. Werner, like this season, like we didn't want to jump Werner straight into the first first eleven. The idea was that he would start off initially, and whenever someone off the boil, like say like Manny or or Firmino comes in. He, <laughs> jump in
2: well, if he was gonna if he was gonna fee- so for Bane being off the boil he'd have played most of this fucking season.
0: For sure, absolutely. <laughs> you know it would have worked because he would have had time to bet in. Yeah. He wanted to go to Liverpool. That was his that's what he wanted. The reason why he's so cheesed off is because he's in the firing line at Chelsea, being like made to play when like Tammy Abraham is the best striker at the club and doesn't even get in the fucking squad for the cup final. Like, that's
2: my point. It's, so they, like that's so that's England though. Can't go yeah. to Spain because the top three teams can't afford them. Yeah, because the top two don't have any money, and I can't think of any player less suited to Atletico to a Diego Simeone side than Harry Kane. Maybe Mesut Mesdor- Özil, yeah. probably He'd be the only other player who would be less suited to a Diego Simeone side. Mm. Um, so that's it. Spain out. So England, Spain are out. Italy, there's only two clubs who could afford them. Inter and Juve. Juve have already failed a project with their superstar striker, Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, and have been posting near 90 to 100 million euro losses a year every single year for, the last, right. for the last for four or five years. Yeah, um, Inter are screwed financially as well despite having won the league.
1: Mm. Um,
0: I you know, like Juventus are likely to miss out on Champions League football as well. They're fifth. Yeah. They are going to be a League team if they're not careful tomorrow. So, you know, that's the... Keating, so there's no, there's no like you will have to call a
2: lot of their stuff, so like the random and, in, and inter are probably going to get pillaged as well. yeah um, and like he can
3: barely breathe above land, he can't go to Atlanta.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> no, chance. Go to Atlanta. no, no chance, no chance. yeah, yeah. Useless, on on a, useless on a seahorse, useless on a seahorse. <laughs> so that's <gasps> it, I'm like, can't go to France. i mean like, as of right now, it's again still. France have nobody to broadcast the games meaning that all the teams are staring down the barrel of going into next season with no broadcast revenue mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so, so there's only one team that could feasibly afford them, Paris Saint-Germain and they've already got two decent strikers one of whom they've just signed on a contract extension till 2025 some guy called Neymar yeah, and um, Kirby who plays in the number nine role and Mbappe who plays in the right like, I I think they're sorted yeah Um, Uh, so that's it like the only other place is Germany nowhere will take them there's only three clubs who could feasibly take them or afford them Leipzig, Dortmund and Munich Leipzig and Dortmund don't buy all the players they develop their own players and sell them off for dump trucks of cash they're not going to spunk 150 million on a 28 year old with fucked ankles. And Munich um, do not spend that much money on players. Munich don't spend that, that much money go. on players. And they don't need them. They've seen them roll their league nine times in a row. They're going to do it number 10. And they've won, they're winning Champions Leagues now. So they, something they couldn't do under Pep. <laughs> you know, so like, where is he going to go? I'm like, this is me. I'm not a footballing expert. This is me literally just looking at stuff. It's reading the room. Only a couple of days, like even room. a few days, he could have paid somebody else to do this fucking research and go here. Where's the most likely place I could go? <laughs> the the bathroom, you know. Like it's like, sorry, Harry, you're not going anywhere. Like mm. contractually, you are fucked. You've not got onerous wages.
3: Would you go to the MLS?
2: <laughs> I don't, don't
1: know. What him, he... what
2: is you can't even spell MLS.
1: You know, like, but
2: even then like the only like team with actual, but he, like, he he says he wants he says he wants to win the biggest trophies the biggest you know prizes and all the yeah. stuff and in all fairness to him where he had a better team he would be yes you know
0: it's but just that the, those not, bigger teams don't want a 28 year old with a 150 price, £1 million pound price tag that's yeah. the reality of it. it's not sustainable I mean, it's going to all be at least
2: down. under a season or th- it's going to be at least under a season or two maybe but probably two seasons before yeah. his value goes down and by that point, he'll be 30. Uh, and, you know. yeah. and even then, he'll
0: only get like one season. If, if it's like, the comparison's been Robin Van Persie, which is part, but the thing with that is like, like he kind of pushed a move into like, no, but it, 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 it's a comparison. Like he pushed a move to Manchester United to win the Premier League and he got one solid season out of that with Man United. He did win the Premier League. He, he did tick that box, but he only got one season. And this will be the same with Harry Kane. Like he is not going to leave that contract with Spurs. He's not physically able to. So when that comes around, what
2: what's it expiring? twenty twenty four? Is when the contract yeah yeah expires. he's halfway. He's he's coming into the heart He's just coming onto the halfway point of a six year contract. Six year
0: contract, right? So he's going to be yeah twenty twenty four is when it expires. So like he's going to say, well, I'm just going to sit on my contract. He's like, no, you can't. You're the club captain. You can't do that. Like you will play.
2: You like you might and also and also like. The team can. The team, even though they are the one of the most indebted teams on the planet, like he's not on huge wages.
1: No, they, they have a couple
2: of hundred grand on each of their players. Yeah, they can they can afford to sit him out. Mm. You know, until yeah. somebody comes in with a huge fucking amount, flipping great wadger of cash. Yeah, uh, uh, but the f- fact is, nobody has that, and the people who, the, the funny, this, the the uh, bid that would make sense for supporters to accept for Kane doesn't make sense for anybody else to offer for him
0: yes exactly
2: he's in that that Venn diagram of shit
1: Mm.
2: (laughs) you know like see we've got this circle here of sense this circle here of nonsense and you're right in the middle here where it says fucked and that's (laughs) where you are Harry and so in all fairness like he really should just focus on himself and just go right you know I'm only a hundred he's he's only like a hundred goals off Shearer's uh, record
1: yeah.
2: like why not go for that why not focus on yeah I could potentially like by the end of this contract break Shearer's record that's but one hell of his story I, I... With
0: is so similar but yeah. like Shearer went there because of sentimentality like he stayed at the club because he was a Newcastle man Kane is going there because he just realized oh shit this club is in trouble and I am stuck on the ship he sees that iceberg coming and he can't get off the Titanic. It's talking women and children first. He's not getting
2: off that ship, you know? Also, how bad, how bad a situation are Spurs in if Kane can see it? <laughs> he is quite
3: because tall, you're... to be fair. Yeah, but this I, is... I say, you know, that would give you a good advantage <laughs> of seeing Iceberg.
2: But this is, well, really, it'd be difficult to see the Iceberg when he's busy ducking under or jumping players. Cut. Yeah. Uh... But here's the,
0: point. the point is that though if Kane is wanting to leave like he is the club captain he is kind of like setting up uh, barring the sense. But, but what is that saying about all the other players who are obviously keeping quiet but they're probably thinking the same thing like if Kane wants to go the diehard Spur- Spurs player wants to leave like what does Daddy Ali Who's been
2: frozen out Want to do Hugo Lloris Who like is Yeah in- I think I think Ali's kind of Waiting for the next See if the next manager Comes yeah, in
3: Yeah like I was going say as- that like yeah. Kane probably sees that like he's never gonna have a more suitable manager than what he's just been through with yeah. Koch and Mourinho. Like he's not gonna have it any better than that because they adored him and he was the focus and he was the center. I he, think he's to be Gary Neville was of-
2: hilarious about the differences between Padricano and Jose. It's like with with Jose, like apparently all the players' fitnesses ran off a cliff. Yeah. Because Poshcheno was just like hard gym work, hard gym work, get the fitness levels up to these extreme heights. Whereas Jose was like, sports science, whatever. Um <laughs> and he like he even tries to kind of caveat at saying, Oh, well, Jose never told us to do gym work because we're professional footballers. It you know, he kind of saw it's it. It's probably
3: a, bit, a case you know, of like, you know, like he just expects you know, professional footballers to be professional, but like he forgets he's dealing with Footballers who may not yes. actually have the best sense of uh... who
2: have been
0: used to be micromanaged since the age of ten.
2: Exactly, yeah, you know, but like Alex Ferguson, like you know, was winning leagues with a group of players who were so highly sexed they didn't draw the line at their own family members. <laughs> like, so, so, <laughs> what does what does fucking you know? What hope does Jose have? Jose, <laughs> like you know a, an even bigger dickhead than everybody else. Like, but, yes, exactly.
0: I oh, know it, it, it's such a funny story, and what, he's gonna what, crash what, and
2: burn at Roma as well, just on a little offside. Oh thing. god,
0: he's go with saying, yeah. But the thing is, like the the thing about this whole hurricane situation is that like it's so fucking. It, there's something really funny about it because. Like he oh, signed that contract. He signed that six-year contract back in 2018, when uh, if I'm not it was when Pochettino was doing really well. And no, it was in the aftermath of the Champions League final. It was, wasn't? it? I was about to say yeah. that. So
2: like he was they, all, they all signed huge contract extensions. Yeah, so
0: Pitt, Son, Mora, um, I want to say Ali. They all kind of signed contracts within that year, thinking like, "Oh, this is brilliant. We 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 done it. We made we reached the Champions League final. Next year we can go on and do one better." Yeah, about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing: we sacked the manager six months in. We were done with him. We he, he, he sh- like we realized that like the whole team was burnt out, and he blamed it all on Pochettino. And we got Jose in, and he made it worse. So yeah, and um, so and the other thing is like for me, the card just overall is Spurs. Just the whole team overall has just like you know when you the balloon has just popped, and that's what Spurs is at the moment. That balloon is just. Poof. It's gone. Yeah,
2: but the, the thing about Spurs is that, like, writing a club, as you know, not just Arsenal, but other clubs have shown, takes time. Like, when a squad yeah, gets yeah. burnt out, it needs to be refreshed. And you can't really do that over one or two years. And, like, so that's why my card isn't Spurs because they're getting into their rebuild part. As Kane himself said in that interview with Gary Neville, it's like, mm. I've got, I went through the rebuild period. We had a really great period with Potageno, with Potch. And, you know, we went through the thing with Jose, it failed, and now um we're going through another rebuild.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, and I'm just like that's why he's fed up. He's like, oh for fuck's sake, you know, like he sees he see he himself sees like it's not gonna be another two or three years before this team's anywhere near, you know, up I to think. scratch, you know. And yeah. so that's why that's why like, but that's how clubs operate really, you know. Yeah. that's why Spurs isn't my cod. But him to want to leave now when he's absolutely zero options and zero ability to leave, even.
1: Yeah.
2: But for him to it's still like start making noise about this whole thing, like it just makes no fucking sense whatsoever. I'm just going like, like wake up, man! Like, this is your fault. You signed a contract, you know. Yeah. I, I don't give a fuck. Like, if you honestly think a gentleman's agreement with Daniel Levi is worth anything, like, you need your fucking head examined,
0: you know. Yeah, totally agree. I totally agree.
2: So um, so now it's just a simple
0: matter of picking out the cards. So oh,
3: um, this is a very tough one because not for me,
0: not for me. I am one hundred percent all day going for Harry Kane. Like <laughs> I am. I, I tell you, I tell you why. Because like out of all the transfer sagas, we're going to hear nothing but bullshit yeah. about for the next couple of months. We're going to highlight this Chelsea fucking Sancho to United. The biggest bullshit I'm going to hear is Harry Kane to Manchester City, despite all semblance of logic to the contrary. And it's just going to keep going. It's going to keep going. And no one's going to shut the fuck up about it until deadline day, and he's still there. And then another deadline day, and he's still there. It's going to keep going on. It's just going to keep fucking going on until someone just goes, okay, fine, I'll offer you 15 quid in the blowjob for Harry Kane. How about that? (laughs) And and Daniel he will get on his knees and say, deal. Because it's at that point his team are fighting relegation, and needs to sell players. That's where yeah. we're going.
3: Yeah, I, I can't not go for the spud.
2: In my defense, I was going to go for women's football because, like the soap opera the soap yes, opera, that, the the soap opera that is women's football is just, the, pff, like the fuck. <laughs> you start.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you fucking start, like yeah, exactly, and. Um, but yeah, like so, yeah. Harry Kane is our cod and could very well be our cod of the season, which we will be crowning next time out on our podcast on our end of season.
1: <laughs>
0: oh yes, we, we we've got some shit going on for the for the end of season podcast, folks. Um we will be Poor talking.
1: shadowing
0: And oh, <laughs> uh, we'll be talking about the two European finals where where Man um, you know, will be losing to Unai Emery, and whatever happens in the uh, Champions League final between Man City and Chelsea. Perhaps both of them will lose. Who knows? And uh, maybe well, one could only hope. Yeah, maybe, maybe Ram was a cash in or something. <laughs> which,
2: whichever one of them wins, football loses.
0: Yes, absolutely. I mean, which which oligarch will win out this time? I wonder, as he strokes his chin <laughs>
1: Um
0: But lads, thank you very much for your company tonight. As always, it's been a pleasure chatting chatting the shit with all of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope you guys at home have, have enjoyed it and have listened to a whole lot. Uh, always helps.
3: Fair play if you did.
0: Yeah, well done. Um, even if you take it over a couple of days like I do. <laughs> so uh, either way, guys, thanks very much for, for listening. Uh, as always, you can uh, check out all of our other episodes on our Spotify at Monday Madness. And by all means, follow us for uh, more of the same. If you want to keep up with everything that we are doing, subscribe to us on YouTube. We are currently uh, a load of subscriptions going in. I'm not going to tell say why, but let's just say perfectly wholesome, innocent reasons. Um, but you can also <laughs> that
2: like and subscribe button. You can please do.
0: Honestly, like we are literally in trouble. Um, but nevertheless, um, you can also follow <laughs> us. At, <laughs> we can you can follow us at Monday Madness LP to keep track of everything that we're doing, including the games we're playing, the games that Neil is reviewing, and of course all of the podcasts we're putting out very very soon. But uh, lads, until the next time,
1: until our season review, all of that was Liquid Football. Boo!